Ladies and gentlemen, or maybe just gentlemen, I'm not too sure. But ladies, if you're out there, and gentlemen, if there's any gentlemen, it's probably just blokes. Gentlemen, oh, that's something completely different. Will you please welcome your host of the Talking Bollocks podcast. You see him there, you see him, sorry, you see him here, you see him there, you see him every fucking where. It's me, Howard H. Smith. Welcome to Talking Bollocks. Woohoo! Yes, we're back. I say we, I of course mean me, um, unless we're talking about you guys as well, in which case it's the collective we, but um, it's just me really, in it? But anyway, look, I'm back. Me and my multiple personalities are back, and um, and what a great show we could line up for you folks. It's a real cracker. Um, so, first things first. Brrrr. It's the intro. Welcome. If this is the first time you've heard us, yes, it's normally this shit. Um, if, you, if you're if you coming back as normal, yep, you know the score. And um, yes, I am Howard H. Smith. I uh, have been performing stand-up comedy for the last 15 years. God, you can see I'm rushing my words out, aren't I? It's like, because I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. I've got some cool shit to show you. Anyway, um, yes, I do stand-up uh, comedy as... Uh, character comedian uh, Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. You can get me at uh, keithplatt.co.uk. Have a look there. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook. That's the website. That's all that, that shit out of the way. Okay. Um, I am also host of this podcast. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. And I am also vocalist in rebooted UK thrashers Acid Rain. <laughs> yeah, well, that shit's been I mean, that shit's been happening since uh, since you were here last, doesn't it? Hey, yep. Um, uh, did you enjoy seeing my fucking face plastered everywhere? <laughs> oh, I know I did. Me and my massive ego, we loved that. Um, it, in all seriousness, though, um, it, it's it's just fucking great to be back. It is absolutely awesome to be back. Not that we've actually done anything and are back yet, full on. But you've now. Uh, if you you know if you don't know what's going on, then you know go fucking Google it. No, don't Google it. Fuck Google. Duck, duck, go it, um, and find out you're gonna be um, you're gonna be sick of the sight and the sound of me. But even more than you are already, there's gonna be. Um, and I may as well put this out there right at the front of the podcast, so you all know. By the time you get this, there may already be a second podcast in your devices, ready to download, ready to. Be- it might even already be there. Um, point being, there's going to be an Acid Rain special coming out on Monday, okay? So I- I'm recording this Thursday the 14th, so on Monday the 18th, there is going to be an Acid Rain special. It is me interviewing the rest of the band, well, interviewing, we sit and we have a chat, um, basically it's after rehearsal, and I talk to everybody in the band about what it's like being an Acid Rain and, you know, going from having been a fan to being in the band and yada, 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 stuff like that. So, um, you Acid Rain fans out there, I'm sure you enjoy it. If you're not a fan of Acid Rain, fuck you. You have no taste. You don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. I would suggest suicide, but it's too good for you. Um, in all seriousness, yeah, why not, uh, why not check that old band out? Oh, for fuck's sake. I, I, how many minutes am I in? Um, about three and a half. Ta-da! And there's uh, there's AVG antivirus going, uh, yeah, we're just going to close down now. No, you're not. Consider yourself postponed, you annoying bastard. In case you didn't get... That was, you know, a notification flashing up on my screen there, obviously. And for those of you out there who are now going to message me and go, oh, AVG's a bit shit, what you should really get is, fuck off, nerd, really haven't got time, don't really need the advice, chose it because it's free, that'll do, 
So, anyway, thanks for your help, but back to the bedroom for you. So, anyway, or as um, I believe is referred to in American circles, non-blabbermouth, as back to your mom's basement. So, anyway, um, it's great to be back. Uh, it's great to be back chatting to you guys. Um, and yes, the whole acid rain thing is... Fuck off, will you? That's another notification on the bastard computer. Jesus Christ, this is something completely different now. Right, get rid of that. This is fucking exciting, isn't it? This is what you've tuned in for. Man fucks about with laptop. Yeah, this is this makes a great show. Um, so anyway, right. Uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, the whole acid rain thing is out there, and it's very cool. So that's enough of my ego. I've taken up, oh God, a good nearly five minutes with my e- total self-obsessed ego. So I think I should move on. Right, so... Um, uh, what's, first thing I've got to address is something from something from the last podcast, which um, I, I noticed on Listen Back and just thought, oh, you fucking dick. When I was telling the story about, um, about, fucking, um, uh, uh, <laughs> mine's gone blank. Um, uh, oh, Reed Mullen, that's it. Reed, I was telling Reed Mullen um, that I just listened to Carl's band and called him King Hitler. And his face was just like, you fucking what, dude? And then I realised that on the podcast, I referred to him as Reed Martin. So just basically, yeah, uh, compounding my fucking dickishness. So um, sorry about that, guys. I know I know, some of you will listen back to that and think like, oh, you did call me Reed Martin. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm right there with you. I do, I do listen with a critical ear as well and listen back and think, oh, fucking hell, what the fuck? Um, but, um, but anyway... Um, there's um what else been happening oh the butcher babes have announced that they're going back to their thrash roots fuck off really really they're going back to their thrash roots how about going back how about just trying to be a band how about just trying to write one decent song you fucking talentless bitches Seriously, and um, this is not a sexist thing, it really isn't, and any women, ladies, girls listening, I am all for girl power, it's great, you know, keep doing it, I'm not a particularly big fan, but I I will be eventually, someone's gonna light my fire, and hello, yeah, got uh, Zahn from the Lounge Kittens on this show, so yeah, hello, definitely not a sexist, thank you, um... But yeah, the Butcher Babes, who the fuck are they? They're just doing, they are doing no one any favours. They're doing women no favours, they're doing metal no favours, they're doing women in metal no favours, they're doing music no favours, they're just a couple of fucking, oh, they're just like a couple of fucking strippers who got lucky. They must have, they, they must have some fucking blackmail evidence on an A&R guy somewhere. Um, if you don't know who the Butcher Babes are, do me a favour, don't find out. Don't, don't fucking bother, don't, don't look them up, don't duck duck go them, just fuck them off, seriously. Anyway, moving on from that, I need to go just dip back to the, the Acid Rain um, uh, 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 reboot again. Yeah, I'm sorry, I know, it's back to me. Um, but uh, I did want to say, there was, there was some amusing stuff out there. I did find uh, a few t- uh, tweets um, that were going, oh, fucking weren't bothered the first time round. So, you know, I favourited those tweets, just to annoy those people. Um, but uh, yeah, also on uh, on Blabbermouth, uh, that uh, famous website where people go and leave really insightful comments and helpful, useful advice for bands. Um, yeah, there was a certain guy called Alex Settle, or as I like to call him, Brainless Massive Cunt. Um, there you go, ding. First cunt, second of the podcast. Um, 
who decided to steam in and say, uh, fucking hell, no, uh, no, no, shit, you can't reform. No, that was it. No shit, it's a reboot. You can't reform, we'll only run one original member. No shit. You know, and, and without wanting to sound like a teenage girl, and I totally thought, well, yeah, exactly. You're saying, no shit, you can't reform because it's only one original member. And the press release was, it's not a reformation, because there's only one original member. So what's your fucking point, you thick twat? And uh, luckily, I didn't even need to steam in there. I mean, I wasn't going to, but I, I did like his comment, actually, just just to wind the cunt up. But um, there was. I'd like to th- uh, thank and shout out to Alan Phillips. Thank you very much for being the cool-headed um, uh, response that was needed. And uh, he basically went in and went, well, uh, what, you mean H shouldn't be allowed to use his musical heritage anymore? Pathetic indeed. And obviously, Alex had then uh, gone in and edited his status to take the word pathetic out, um, when in fact he was just uh, fucking angry at being uh, denied a fucking... Well, fuck it, I don't know where I'm going with this, but the guy's a twat, and I've got so much fucking... I've just got, I've got so much that I want to say about him and can't because I really don't want to go that far. But um hope you get buried soon, Alex. And by buried, I mean literally underground after being hit in the head with a fucking spade, you twat. And if you don't like that, get yourself a podcast and respond. One problem, no fucker will listen to yours because you haven't got a musical heritage and I have. So fuck you right in your fucking deformed eye socket. Deformed eye socket, not a clue. Um, uh, On to a top tip. I cannot believe this. I was on base.com. That's B-A-S-E, base.com. Fucking, I gave the wrong uh, web address before. If you like CDs, you like CDs cheap. I've found quite a few things on there that are cheaper than Amazon. But what they've got on there at the moment, unbelievable. They've got the King Diamond Roadrunner Years, which is a five CD box set. The first five albums, so that includes um, Abigail and them. The first five albums, right, for £6.95. Just let that sink in. The first five King Diamond CDs in a box set for £6.95. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that includes postage. Oh, yeah, I know that was your next question. Yeah, it fucking includes postage. 6 that is fucking mental. Absolutely mental. So, um, yeah, t- just just do it. Do it. It's fucking worth it, without a doubt. So, um, one thing that has been um, uh, uh, that has been happening since the reboot, I know it's 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 about me again. Now, I'll, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you in a bit about that. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff. Um, let's talk about... Um, JJ French of Twisted Sister are offering up how Mike Portnoy got the gig of being drummer in Twisted Sister after AJ Perro died. And I couldn't fucking believe this, right? Um, apparently, Portnoy and JJ French... JJ French was about to go on stage with uh, Adrenaline Mob. That's who um, AJ Perro was playing drums with when he died. And he replaced Mike Portnoy. Mike, Mike Portnoy. And they were sat waiting to go on. They were both kind of shaking their heads. And Portnoy looks across at JJ French and goes, Oh, by the way, dude, just so you know, my calendar is free after May. Now... JJ French is fine with that and they, they've got him in the back and that's absolutely fine and that's wonderful. So what I say now has no reflection on reality whatsoever. But if you ask me, it, 
I mean, if that is not the fucking drumming equivalent of ambulance chasing, I don't know what the fuck is. I mean, hey, classy, Mike. I mean, at least it's not like you went to the funeral, is it, you know, and pulled an Alan Partridge. Jesus Christ. Just as they're lowering him into the grave. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm available. No, no problem, yeah. Uh, sorry, is this the wrong time? I mean, fucking hell, I, I, I'm amazed, I'm utterly amazed. The band are cool with it, JJ French was cool with it, obviously, I wasn't there at the time, and I've got a bit of a downer on Portnoy at the moment, but it just fucking, I just had this image, this image of him, you know, like, hey, free, my diary is free, you know, so, you know, I'm right here. It's like, really? Really? You're gonna, you're gonna do that now, are you? Fair play to him, though, you know, <laughs> he's got the gig, so, you know, what the fuck do I know? Um, now, um, one thing I, you know, I've talked to you guys about, um, about versions of songs about, and we're about, you know, we're going to have, um, Zahn from the Lounge Kittens on in a minute. Um, and I've talked to you about, you know, all the bluegrass versions and the fucking, you know, lullaby versions and all that. Yeah, fuck off. No, really not interested. Um, and I was reminded this, um, this month of something else that really gets on my tits to do with, and that is when people share, share clips of young children playing songs and they go, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. No, it's fucking not. Right? Do you know what would be amazing? It would be amazing if that six, seven and eight year old sisters, yeah, wrote the fucking song. That's what it's all about. There's even a fucking, there's even a joke in Spinal Tap about how he learned to play, um, he learned to play, um, uh, oh, one of the Jimi Hendrix's songs, I can't remember, Foxy Lady or whatever, he learned to play it when he was 16, and Jimmy Page didn't, uh, Jimmy Page, and Jimi Hendrix didn't write it till he was 28. You know, I'm just saying. It's a fucking joke! I mean, kids at that age, right, learning to play a song, it's just, all it is, all it is, is just, it, it, it's not a work of art to them, right? It's just finger exercises. It is just, right, that dot goes there, that finger goes there, da, 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 da. They don't know. They can't experience the emotion of the song. They don't know what it's about. They don't know how to communicate it. That's it, All they've done is just simply learned how to do something. It's no more impressive than a dog fetching a fucking stick. Right? Or somebody training their dog to, to, like, open a door or something like that. It's the same level. Now, I know I'm comparing dogs to children. Well, you could argue that, you know, raising them is exactly the same. Give them boundaries, discipline when they're right, and there won't be annoying cunts later in life. Yeah? But anyway, um, it, it, it just it winds me up because all of this is, all it is about, right? I mean, it, all it's about is the fucking parents. It's the parents putting this shit on YouTube. It's the parents who want their 15 minutes of fame and they can fuck off trying to pimp their children out. It's a fucking disgrace. Really fucking winds me up. And, and, and not only that, right? Okay, kids, you want to impress me? You want to impress me? Write a decent song. Right? Write a decent song. One that isn't about pocket money, school, or call of duty. Right? Or falling out of a fucking tree. Just fucking, that's impressive. Writing, so it's the same thing as fucking X Factor. It's the same thing, which is, wow, yeah, that's a particular talent. Performing somebody else's song is a particular talent. Fucking hell, we're going back near um, tribute bands again, aren't we? That is a particular talent. Congratulations, right? But it doesn't mean that you can write anything like that. So it means that your talent is vastly reduced compared to the people who wrote the song. Just because you can play it that's not even 50% of writing a song. Because you know what? You write a song after you've fucking written it. Oh, dear. It fucking grips my shit. It really does. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I'm... Um, as you can see, I'm... I'm yeah, really, really, uh, 
really happy to be back. Um, if, if this is your first listen, uh, yeah, believe it or not, this is what it's like, you know, and and that's that's what people come to listen to. I don't know. Um, also, um, just on the same, uh, the same, well, not the same thing, but um, I, I was in, um, I was in a shop recently, a, a, a high street shop in the UK, and I, there was a girl's Slayer dress. Okay, big logo Slayer, and it's a dress for a girl, aged between twelve and fourteen. Now, I, you know, I'm not a parent. I'm also not a paedophile, so don't worry, not going there. But the point I'm making is, fucking hell, that's a new low. Well done, Howard. Clap yourself on the back. Um, the, but where I'm going is, I don't know on this one. And I, I really don't. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, getting kids into Slayer, uh, 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 that, is that a good thing? Or is the fact that that merchandise exists means it's so fucking mainstream? There's kids walking around, there's young girls walking around in that, that dress, probably think it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or don't even know either of those fucking Slayers. And they're just wearing it because they think it looks cool. I don't know, is that cool? Is it seeping into the mainstream? Are we metalising the mainstream? You know, I I don't think so. I don't I don't think it's particularly cool. I don't think that's what's happening. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I'm a little bit conflicted on that. So, um, so maybe help me out and uh, get in touch so I can ignore what you think. Um... Yeah, not really. Seriously, you know, if you want to, uh, if you want to get in touch, let's have a chat. Um, which, by the way, is very easily done. You can get uh, talking bollocks on Twitter, on Facebook. Come and join us. More and more people are, are joining us every day, um, which is really cool. Um, and um, uh, and one thing before I go into the um, actually no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I've jabbered on um, jabbered on. I think um, he plays uh, drums in Venom, eh? Um, oh yeah, and uh, who could have? Uh, uh, it brings me neatly on to Venom Inc. So that'd be um, so that'd be Abaddon, Mantis, and the Demolition Man, or um, Tony, Tony, and Jeff, as I know him. Um, are, are, are yeah, are back together and doing shows. Um, and uh, yeah, a big surprise. A former Empire of Evil drummer Mark Jackson, who is now Acid Rain drummer, rebooted this mu- this month. Um, uh, was as surprised as anyone. So yeah, it's it, they're back on the road. So uh, keep an eye out. Anyway, um, next up, uh, first interview is with Zahn from the Lounge Kittens. Now. Um, Absolutely love the Lounge Kittens. Absolutely, totally adore them. I'm, I'm sure some of you um, have seen what they've done. Absolutely love it. I'm sure some absolutely hate it. But what's really cool about what you're about to hear is the DIY nature of how the Lounge Lounge Kittens came about. I mean, it's such a it's such a metal sort of. It's almost like a sort of thrash metal back in the uh, back in the '80s story. I mean, they literally did they they did a song and they chucked it on YouTube and it went mental. And and that it, that's it. There was no plan. They you know they weren't doing it for a kid. Well, you're going to hear all this in the interview, but um, it's 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 really cool. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, yes, I could have edited it, but I'm not not going to edit this either. Hmm. Uh, anyway, um, it's a really it is genuinely a really really cool um, uh, chat. Now it happened uh, on a Sunday morning. Which was uh, quite early, as we both refer to, but um, uh, we cracked on. We had a lovely chat for about an hour. Um, the um, I- I've got to say, I I was um, 
uh, yeah, I, I, I love the lounge kittens. I'm totally in love with them. I don't mean in love with them because it's three girls. I mean, I'm in love with. I'm totally in love with what they do. It's fantastic. It really, really is fantastic. I love it. Um, and um, and I do come across as a bit of a giggly fan. Um, probably more so than having interviewed anyone else who I'm possibly a bigger fan of. And I don't know why that happened. Maybe it was early. I don't know. But the the <laughs> The result of this interview was that my girlfriend at the time uh, came and went very quickly, soon to find out why, apparently was at the door listening because she she was here, she stayed over and I was doing the interview in the other room and she listened to a bit um, and had a go at me. We ended up having a row after I finished this interview um, uh, where she was accusing me of, of flirting um, uh, and I think probably you will hear me flirting but um, yeah, uh, it, it was an interview and not really, uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, yeah, anyway, that relationship's down the tubes almost before it started. That's enough of me yammering on about me. Let's have me me um talking to somebody else this is um this is zan of the lounge kittens i'm going to post some links in case you haven't you know seen what they do um but yeah this is me talking to zan of the lounge kittens a couple of weeks ago hello hello hi how are you i'm very well how are you yes very well thank you very quite awake for a Sunday morning. Yeah, I can't believe we both agreed to do this on a Sunday. <laughs> well, that's a It's just another day. It's fine. So, um, uh, what were you doing last night? Anything exciting? Uh, I went to see Turbo Wolf last night. Turbo um, Wolf? And, uh, yeah, they're great. They're a great band. Like, um, uh, yeah, sort of rock, sort of gypsy fusion stuff. It's really, it's really good fun. Um, yeah, so that was fun. I've been looking forward to that for a while. Cool, cool. So, um, uh, look, hello, nice to meet you. Hello. <laughs> hello, I'm Howard. This is my podcast, Talking Bollocks. <laughs> Hi, Howard's podcast, Talking Bollocks. I'm Zan. <laughs> uh, hello, Zan. Um, yeah, so who, who manages your Twitter account? Because I went from playing two, chi- two clips of yours to tweeting you to getting... Uh, patched into a tweet with your PR guys. Um, I emailed them and said, "Hey, you know, yeah. this, this is my podcast. I do stand up. I used to be in Acid Rain years ago." And and Adam at your PR um, uh, place emailed me back and went, "Dude, I remember your band back in the day. When do you want to do this?" <laughs> and that all took that. That was like an hour. Which which band did you used to be in? Oh, it's a long time ago. I wouldn't expect you to know, but I was in a band called Acid Rain, and the rain was spelled R E I G N. We were oh, a, okay. we were a thrash band in the late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah, that'll be right up Adam Street. Um, yeah, and way I, before I your time, I would imagine. <laughs> probably slightly before my time, but I'm I'm older than you probably think. <laughs> oh really? Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I manage the Twitter account, uh, so yeah, we we do all our own social media, so it's always one of us on the other end of it. Oh, that's um, awesome! Ninety nine percent of the time, it's me. Oh, cool, cool. Well, I um, yeah, I um, well, look, I want to get this out the out the out the um, out, uh, out the way early doors. Um, the band's coming back, and um, we're kind of rebooting at the moment, um, and hopefully, we're going to be um, we're going to be on the road um, by the end of the year. And if we play the lovely metropolis that is Southampton, 
Um, uh, you girls got to come along and do something. What I don't know, but you know, you know, do a song, whatever. Yeah, of course. Just let us know. Brilliant, because we love to have you along. We do a cover version of uh, "Hanging on the Telephone." Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I, I, yeah, we'd we'd love to have you guys on it, or just do uh, or just do an acapella version, or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, uh, I got you. Yeah, to, yeah, of course. If we're in, if we're in town, of course we'll be there. Brilliant. Okay. Well, I've got you now. I've I've got you committed to that. That's a verbal contract. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, look, I, I really am just like right out the gate with you guys. Um, uh, literally watched duality and rolling, fell in love with what you do immediately. And, um, and just thought, oh my God, I've got to get you guys on the podcast. Um, and, um, I've been going just over a year, and my apologies, but you are the first female guest, so I do apologise. That's, uh, that's all right. I consider that quite the privilege. Well, I, I realise <laughs> I should have had more women in before. I was trying to get um, Gloria Cavaliera on, um, and, and we, we missed each other three times, which was just unfortunate. Oh. Um, but, um, so yes, thank you for coming on. And like I said, I'm, I'm completely kind of new and green to to the lounge kittens um ha, so i you know i apologize in advance if we cover um uh, ground that you've covered a million times before with other people um i'll try not to well we've only been going just over a year so i haven't i have yet to reach the a millionth time somebody asked me how we got together but it's okay oh, <laughs> don't awesome. mind the story. good 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 well look to be honest to be honest i kind of think that that all that stuff's probably out there and i try to get to I try to get to parts with artists that um, that other people don't, um, uh, if you pardon the expression. Um, but <laughs> should I be worried? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, if there was, if we, if we were video skyping, maybe. But um, no, um, uh, no. Look, I, I just wanted to ask, what, how, how do you? And I'm sure you've answered this loads of times before, but um, it, it's. Re- I'm really intrigued as to how you pick tunes to work on. Um, um, is there any criteria, or is it one brings it to the table? How do you do it? Well, there's lo- well, there's loads of criteria, and yeah, people ask this a lot, and I, I still find the process quite fascinating. Um, firstly, we start with songs that we love. That's that's yep. the main criteria. It has to be a song that we not necessarily all three of us love initially, but you know, it's got to be a song that we we really love. We're huge fans of all of the music that we cover from Limp Bizkit to Sean Paul. So yeah. Um, oh, he's a, he's, that, with... he's that basketball player, isn't he? <laughs> what is Sean Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just it's it's all metal all the time over here. Oh, uh, no, Sean Paul is a is a Jamaican a rap hero of ours. He was very very big in the noughties. And it's still incredibly big today. Yeah, um, I, know, I, I know he is. I'm kind, I'm kind of pulling your leg, but um, sorry, I, 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 inter- I inter- my leg on the phone. I can't tell if you're pulling my leg on the phone. Well, I have been doing, <laughs> I have been doing stand up for fifteen years, so just presume that I'm just not a wanker, and I am actually just, <laughs> I, I am actually just tr- trying inverted commas to be funny. <laughs> okay. See, I always assume that everybody is a wanker. So there you go. We're, we're fatally flawed from the word go. Well, three three young ladies in the music business. I'm sure you have met a stack full of wankers already. Do you know what? We've just everyone's really nice to us, and I'm not sure if it's because we've got boobs or because they think that Brightly has coloured hair means we're a little bit special. But like, <laughs> every so far, everybody's just been super super nice to us, and you know, and that that's it's actually been really cool. Well, um, you, well, you seem—I mean, you seem to have the right. You seem to have the um, 
all three of you seem to have the personality to not only carry off what you do, but, uh, you know, just be in the business that is music. I mean, um, I loved your um, I loved your answer to like, it was, I can't remember where I saw it. It was somebody asking you about how was the uh, Steel Panther tour and you went, uh, well, it was amazing. It was brilliant because no, no, we managed to get through it without any of us getting pregnant. Um, <laughs> which, uh, which, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, can, I consider that a win. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, well, yeah, definitely. And it took you all over the place, it, didn't it? We're not, we're not pregnant and we're disease-free. That's, you know, that's all you can ever hope for at the end of tour. Well, um, well, you know, STD-free, I would imagine. But, like, you know, we're, we're none of us are disease-free, let's face it. Well, I don't know. Speak for yourself, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one. Um, so, sorry, I, um, I, I, I do this a lot. I apologise. I did interrupt your creative process. Apologies, madam. Oh, that's, that's all right. Yeah, so we picked the, pick the songs that we love by the bands that we really love and... Um, I mean, the two girls, Tamia and Jen, do all the arranging because I'm 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 not the musical kitten, um, and uh, so I'll I'll take songs to them that I think that uh, that we should do or that we should try, and you know they'll all pick songs. We've got a huge list, and uh, the fat fans suggest stuff to us all the time as well, which we really love, and we always try and go away and and have a listen. And um, there are certain things it doesn't work with. Yeah. And uh, so. Uh, you know, a lot of the sort of a lot of the clock rock and the hair metal and the stuff that uh, that I really like doesn't tend to kittenize terribly well because all the harmonies are already there in yeah. the original songs, and there's nothing that we can really do except do a nice cover of it. Um, yeah. We can't we can't change it, and it's this uh, juxtaposition of taking something as extreme as metal and making it as pretty as three part harmonies. That, that that's the beauty of it is being able to really change something well absolutely um, i mean i've always said that there's 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 only two ways of covering a tune and that is either doing a, a, either doing a, a a replication of it where you try and get to a stick as close to the original as possible or you tear it apart and put it back together again and do something completely different yeah, I, would, I completely agree. I mean, you're never going to sing the song in the, the same, you know, as good as the original artist sings the song. So you, you've you've got to do something else with it. And, um, you know, that's our... It's also a really great way of us, us getting to sing stuff that, you know, we'd like to sing, but, you know, isn't suited to our voices. So, you know, we get we, we still get to sing the songs that we love, but just in our own way. Yeah, and and speaking of which, were you um were you surprised by a lot of the childish bullshit that came up on YouTube when you did Duality by Slipknot? Um, I don't know. We weren't surprised. We we you know we had our we had our fair amount of hate from the Limp Biscuit fans as well. Um, and but it's I find it a really interesting debate and you I mean you have to be in the right frame of mind to go back and read those comments and we do read we do read the comments on our page and we and we do respond sometimes and I've seen you, you, I mean, you have to be having yeah. a you have to be having a good day <laughs> yeah like, it's not something yeah. to do when you're feeling a little bit you know poorly or whatever and it sort of shakes your confidence but oh yeah you I'm, it's I'm, not the kind of thing you're going to do to cheer yourself up is it no <laughs> no and I I find it really interesting. I mean, because I grew up in, you know, before we had this sort of accessibility to the artists that we love with via the internet. And and so it's a totally sort of new thing to me, these sort of teenagers where, they, you know, they can access the, the people behind the music that they love so much um, and, yeah. and give them their opinions. And Slipknot fans are very, very 
very protective of the music and that in itself is amazing because that's what music's about and you know for music to affect you that much is 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 wicked but it yeah it's it's quite strange the idea of them sort of going and attacking attacking somebody so just don't listen to it if you don't like it don't listen to it again that's you know that's fine but quite a lot of them i spoke to quite a lot of the of the maggots that were really quite persistent in their in their hatred towards us and most of them eventually once we talked back to them just turned around and they were like really sorry um you know the music just means so much to me and you know your thing isn't my thing and it was like that's cool it's not your thing you know go you Wow, and, and and turned out to be really super nice. It was it was such a weird time. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, look, it, it, yeah, metalers are are very very protective at best, as as you know by the sounds of it, you are one. Um, but it, it, it's oh, uh, you know, I, I think it's. Um, uh, yeah, it was it was very interesting to see the comments. Very disappointing as well because as a as an artist, I, I hate saying that because it sounds like I got my head up my ass. But as an artist um, <laughs> yeah, myself, <what> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's um, I, 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 there's nothing more pleasing than seeing somebody take something you've created and can and create something completely new and unexpected out of it. I mean, it to me, I, it's an absolute massive buzz and. It, I, you know, I. What always I find frustrating when I see that kind of that tranche of negative comments is that, is that, the, the, what they don't appreciate is I, I will bet you every single penny that I have that the artist, as in Slipknot and Limbisky, absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, well, we we spoke to we spoke to Corey Taylor um, uh, a couple of days after we released the video, and he loves it so. Um, you, of course you he know, does. Of course he does. That, yeah, that's the that's the best thing. As long as the as long as the original artist gets the joke and they you know and they're not horribly offended by what we've done, then then yeah, people are entitled to their opinions, and you're never going to please everybody. We wouldn't want to. So um, yeah, it, it it's fine. And you know, getting a thumbs up from Corey Taylor and from Fred Durst and stuff is just wicked. And and if the original artist is offended, hey, fuck them. You know, if they... So far, touch wood, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Even but... Sean Paul gave us a thumbs up. So, right, you, know, but, like... you know, look, if what what do you guys do? If you if you ha- you know if if you're a, if you're a musician and you can't appreciate the skills and the humour that you bring to what you do, then you know you should cut your own head off. Um, it's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's just uh, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, and you've done you've done some serious some serious gigs for girls who've only been doing this a year. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. That's when you find out, that's when you find out that, um, uh, adrenaline is brown. <laughs> we just, I think we really, we really pride ourselves on the fact that we can do it live as well. Like, um, we work really, really hard so that what you hear on our recordings is what we do live. There's no, there's no auto tune and there's no, there's no effect on our voices. It's just that's how we are when you see us in the pub, whether we're playing in the pub or whether we're playing at Wembley. And, so, so in other words, uh, what, you're, what you're saying is it's, it's completely old school. It's like the old ways. You go into a studio and you sing around a microphone. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the three of us take it in turns to sing into the microphone. Brilliant. That's the way it should and, be. And, yeah, I mean, I think when we first... When we first sort of came out and everything sort of got a bit nuts and, and, and crazy, it was incredibly terrifying, particularly for me, because I don't have as much musical, well, I don't have any musical training, whereas the girls have 
been involved in music for their whole lives. And but we've worked so hard over the last year and a half that now I have I have total confidence walking out on a stage to 50 people as I do to walking out on a stage to 9,000 people. And it because I know my with my girls and we're going to have a good time. Whatever happens, even if we mess it up completely, <laughs> we're going to have a really good time. Yeah, and that's and that's what it's all about. That's why any that's why any of us perform in the first place. And um, um, I, I I you know speaking from my comedy experience whether it's whether it's a, a download tent with two and a half three thousand people in or whether it's a i'm doing a pub gig with 30 people in um it, a it can be just as much of a buzz and b it can be just as nerve-wracking oh totally yeah, people keep asking us about about wembley obviously that was the big one on the last tour um that we've just done with steel panther and and to be honest like i mean we barely remember the day itself it was such a busy day and and we, when we walked out on the stage, because we're in, we're in front of the Kabuki screen, in front of everybody else's gear, so the stage that actually we had to play with is tiny, um, and we could only see the first four rows of people. Yeah. So <laughs> although there were nine thousand people in the room, we, it felt like we were playing to like two hundred people anyway. So and sometimes you know, we almost we almost prefer it to be in a pub with a hundred sweaty people because oh, yeah. we can see them and they're here and singing along and. And and the the, the humour transfer is easier in a smaller a venue because they can they can pick up on all of our little stupid comments and our faces our silly faces and stuff and yeah uh, you know there's no there's no there's no gig too small and there's no gig too big I think no definitely and and the thing is as well it, um again the, the 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 kind of relation to what you're speaking about and 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 stand up is is very is very similar it is you know you need it's a connection with the audience and the, the the smaller the audience the more intimate it is the the um stronger the connection and so it it is i mean i i personally prefer you know smaller shows in in, in smaller rooms because it's it enables you to kind of develop a closer relationship with the with the audience than if you're in a, you know a, mass, a, a massive gig or festival or something like that it, it like you said a, a lot of the subtlety is lost yeah, exactly. I mean, festivals are particularly hard because if you're up on one of those big stages, the, the audience is really far away from you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've got like 30-odd feet before you can eat, before you even get to another person. And it's really hard to, especially if you've got a small slot, if you're only doing like half an hour, it's really hard to sort of build the humour up and put people at ease. Because the thing is, is that we want people to laugh. And, you know, people don't do that instantly they have to they have to relax into the scenario and realize that it's okay for them to laugh and it's okay for them to sing along and it's okay for them to shout stuff out and you know and and be silly and, and it's quite hard to do that when you're incredibly far away from people well yeah the other thing you've got at festivals as well is you've got a transient audience because you've got you know it, it, you you've got people coming in and out and and drifting in and out of what you do so you you might have a hardcore who are there and have been listening from the beginning or are there because they knew you were on, but then that that sort of transient mix of people coming in and out keeps changing the dynamic of the audience. But that that tends to work quite well for us because we find that because because people recognise the songs, if people can hear us, they'll put their head in the tent in the tent and they'll come and see what's going on, yeah. um, and they, and they'll take a chance. So that that that's kind of a double edged sword for us. It it does tend to work quite well. We do tend to drag people in because they're like, oh, that sounds like Iron Maiden, and then and then they're like, what are these three stupid girls doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. I should. I think I should. Int- I should introduce. I should introduce just songs into the middle of my set uh, that, that people recognise, and, uh, and and drag them in when playing festivals. Definitely. Although I do do a pretty mean cover of um, "Walk" by Pantera. I'll send you a link. Um, oh, that's well, yeah. It's. I, I better explain first. The the um, I do a character called Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. Um, so it's not, it, you know, it won't look or sound anything like me. Um, it's basically looks like, a, 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 an old man jumping about a stage doing a cover version of Walk by Pantera. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have been warned, all right? You have been warned. Um, so, no, when, you, you know, ju- well, just, you know, you be warned. Um, so, uh, so I mean, you've you've done like you know all of the all of, you've done such varied um, uh, shows and bits and pieces as well. I mean, is there is there just kind of like a, a lot of offers coming in that you that you turned down, or are you kind of were you initially doing everything and now you're being a bit more choosy? How's it kind of panning out? Um, it's it's up it's up and down really. I mean, we we initially just started sort of saying yes to as much as we can. Um, and, and we're still doing that. I mean, we we all have to work as well, and you know there are other commitments on our time. So we're we're trying to do as much as we possibly can fit in, um, and as much as we can afford to as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's such a mixed bag, and we we I mean we never expected it to to happen like this. We never expected to make anything of of it. You know, it was it, we were just doing it for ourselves for a laugh, and um, so yeah, at the moment, yeah, let's just. Let's just say yes as much as we can, and yeah, okay, we'll play Wembley, and yeah, all right, we'll go to Glastonbury, and yeah, okay, we'll play Download, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you're going to turn any of those down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But nah, you know, when we did when, at Sonosphere last year when we went up on stage with the Biscuit, and everyone was like, I don't know how you had the balls to do it, and it was like, well, you don't want to be the girl that says no, you know. <laughs> when Fred Durst asks you to come on stage with him, you don't go, nah, it's a bit scary. <laughs> I think I'll sit this one out if you don't mind, Fred. Thanks for the offer, though. Well, let, let, also, surely when you're actually doing these songs, when you first start out doing them, surely there's a conversation that goes between you, which which is, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if we actually got to do this, you know, with the artist one day? Do, do you know what? Like People have said that quite a lot after Sonosphere, and it never, ever occurred to me that they would ask us to come onto their stage. It occurred to me because we'd spoken to Fred quite a lot and it occurred to me that, you know, he might want to come and, like, do a little guest spot with us. And when he came to watch us in, in the Rock Royalty Barn, he, you know, he got up on stage at the end and, like, made everyone give us a big round of applause and gave us all a hug and everything. And it kind of occurred to me that maybe he would want to come and, you know, do a little guest vocal or whatever. But it never occurred to us at all to even think about the possibility of going on that stage with them. <laughs> so we were completely and utterly blindsided. <laughs> Wow, really? Yeah, completely. You can see it in our faces. We, we, our videographer was with us when, when Fred asked us to do it, and uh, uh, you can see it in our faces. Like no, none of us had 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 any clue that that was coming. Right. Okay. So it's it, it's. I don't know. I, I, it just. It, I, I guess it's just a yeah, it's just a lazy question on my part, really. That um, I you know I, I I definitely think that's you know that that's how that's how my brain would work. Um, but I guess the minute you start, the minute you start thinking that is the minute it sort of doesn't happen, and you kind of yeah, maybe. I mean, um, well, I think the the sort of 
because all we'd had um, contact with before Sonosphere was, was Fred, not the rest of the band. So we didn't know how the rest of the band felt about us. We knew that Fred wanted to come and watch our show, but not Biscuit. So, you know, and the, at the end of the day, is you, 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 don't mess, you don't mess with their show. And it was, you know, it was the same with Steel Panther. We ended up on stage with Steel Panther every night on tour. And, but, you know, it's their show and it's their place to, to, to say, come on, girls, get on the stage or not. So yes. we never really, really thought about it. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's like you say, it, it's their show. Speaking of which, um, obviously you're you know you're doing your own shows as well. Is there um, is there is there plans for for an album or you know an EP or where where do you go from here? Well, our EP just came out like two last week. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. The eighth, so um, yeah, our EP is out, and like that's that's quite nice. It's a, it's a, it's all the tracks that we've released videos for. So there's six tracks to go with six videos, and it's selling really well, which is really cool. Um, and then yeah, we've we've got festival season um, sort of mostly planned out now, and then and then uh, in the autumn, yeah, we'll go into hopefully recording a, a full length album. Um, that's really so, cool. So what label is um, what label is it on? It's not. It's on our own label, Great Records. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so, um, right, okay. Uh, and how do people get that? Let's do the whole um, advertising thing. Oh well, you can you can order a hard copy from us on our website at www.theloungekittens.com, or it's like it's available for download on iTunes and Amazon and all of that. Or if you're really cheap, you can listen to it on Spotify for free. Uh, no, uh, please, listeners, do not listen to it on fucking Spotify because the royalties <laughs> are pathetic. Um, you can listen to it on Spotify, but buy one as well. Yes, play them at the both times. It's nice to have one. We worked hard on the on the CD artwork and everything, so buy one and have it on your on display on your shelf because that's always nice. Well, you're talking you're talking the language of um, uh, of this podcast and of my listeners because we're all about buying the CDs and owning the physical product and uncompressed. Oh, man, I did too. I love it, and also I do all of our merch. So if you buy the CD, I will hand pers- like personally pack it up for you and send it to you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you will, you will you'll personally seal the Jiffy bag. I will seal that envelope, and I will take it to the post office, and I will speak to the grumpy Asian man in the post office, and I will make him send you the CD. Speaking of grumpy, um, um, uh, what, is it is it you that's got the grumpy cat? No, it's Kimia. Ah, right, okay. My apologies. Jimmy is the grumpy one. Yeah, well, well, has a cat who's a bit of a dickhead. Oh, me? No, that's me. Yeah, that's Monkey. She's a complete dickhead. Right, yeah. okay. So, so how come how come Monkey hasn't, um, you know, seen the inside of a sack and visited a river then? Because she's a wonderful dickhead. <laughs> she's, an in, she's an endearing, cuddly, sweet, lovely dickhead. And she's, she's outside my bedroom door right at this moment. Oh, um, bless. Um, she... You know, she's already peed on the floor today, so you know we're winning. <laughs> so, um, so cat training is not is not one of your uh, your skills. Well, she's pretty old now. She's I, mean, I don't know how old she is because she's a rescue cat. So, um, but I reckon she's probably fourteen odd. So she's uh, and she's just a dickhead. She's just she you know she you think she likes you and then she'll bite you and then you know but then she'll be your best mate two minutes later and yeah. Let me guess. Too many biscuits and throw them up on the floor. Yeah, let me guess. The, the, those best mate bits would be um, when she's hungry and you have food. Yeah, I can't 
don't know. It's more like it's like I, right when we when I was away on tour. So I was away for like I was away for nearly five weeks, and I came back, and it was like she completely resigned herself to the fact that I was gone forever. And she was like, Aww. she sort of looked up, and she was like, oh, well, this is new. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right then, nice to see you too. And then you know, she was sick on something, but you know, just, <laughs> to celebrate you to celebrate you coming back. Just what she does. If she's cross, she'll throw up on something. If she's happy, she'll throw up on something. She's just, she just does it on purpose. Oh dear, I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. I love her. I've had a. We've, we've been we've been mates for over ten years now, and you know we've we've got our sisters, and it's fine. Wow. So she's she is quite um she's quite an old cat then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we've been together for a long time. Oh, marvellous. So do, is that, you've all got cats. Do you all, have you considered putting them all together when you go away? Oh, no, God, no. Monkey doesn't play well with others. Ah, um, I see. Uh, yeah, Jen, Jen's, got, Jen's got two cats. She's got um, Riku and Mew and McGregor. And, uh, Excuse me? Yeah, Mew and McGregor. Mew That's and... right. He's, <laughs> he's, literally the, he's literally the biggest cat you've ever seen as well. Like, he's enormous. He's like a, an actual panther. It's ridiculous. It's just a huge cat. And then Timia doesn't really have a cat, but she does kind of steal the cat from next door, where she lives. I often find that cat in, in her house. So. Yeah, I've I, I've um, I've mainly pigeons trying to get into my flat. So um, you know, that's just uh, yeah. It's just probably just as well I don't have a cat. Otherwise, I'd just have right. feather fights. What do, you, all the time. what do you keep in your house that attracts pigeons? That pigeons want? What do they want? No, I think I think it's just living living in London. The sky rats are just everywhere, and um, I have a I actually have a bird feeder which I've which I've put out recently, and um, it's attracted a lot of blue. T- it's attracted a lot of blue tits, but blue tits are really Picky, picky about what they eat so they throw what they don't want on the floor and then the pigeons rock up so they just can't be choosers blue tits well Ooh. yeah well I, I know i know i should um I, I should i should get you to have a word with them but um uh yeah and then the, yeah then the pigeons come in um and they're, yeah they're just like sky rats they're just absolute scum um but um, I'm having a running battle with them. I, I actually, actually, during a recording of a podcast last year, because I recorded it at home, um, I actually had to throw a shoe at a pigeon whilst I was recording the podcast. Um, <gasps> I know, I know. Poor shoe, eh? Yeah, <laughs> poor shoe. So do you have to? I mean, I, Sorry, go on. I say that about I say that about the blue tits, but monkey will only eat one very specific type of biscuits. She won't even eat another type of biscuits from a different that's in the same range from the same maker but a different flavour she will eat one type of biscuit only and that is it right so, so she's like she's like how when I don't know if you've done this when you used to go shopping for your grandparents and you put your grandparents say right um, orange juice but it must be like co-op orange juice and you go to the co-op and they haven't got any co-op orange juice so you get another brand and you come back and they won't drink it because it's not yeah she, she will literally literally starve herself to death rather than <laughs> eat a different kind of biscuit it's ridiculous um so so you're you're are you all got are you all of you um based in southampton uh timia lives in chichester but um it's it's not very far so yeah we Uh, all met in southampton and how do you how do you get to how often do you get together to rehearse uh it varies i mean we don't we don't really have like regular you know we don't rehearse every tuesday or whatever we um uh, if you know, we rehearse as much as we can in the run up to to doing something. So at the moment, we're having some time off, um, and it's weird because we haven't seen each other for like a week, and we're getting to see each other this evening and tomorrow. So we're all like, 
everyone's texting all the time, like, we miss you girls. Oh, you're um, excited. You're excited about tonight. <laughs> yeah, so we're all we're all annoyingly annoyingly friendly with each other, and um, but yeah, we what we do is that when the girls have arranged something, they they record it in you know just in their homes and. They record all, all of our parts and then send it to us on a download, and, and we we sort of learn separately. Right. And then we okay. meet together and, and put the song together, um, and, and sort of go through bits that people are struggling with, and then and polish it up so that uh, it's got our personalities in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we we're, we're quite lucky in that we can do quite a lot of our rehearsing separately. Um, yeah, this is quite cool. So, have you got? Um, uh, can you can you give us a little window into uh, into any stuff that might be coming up that um, the world of metal should be um, <laughs> uh, should be prepared for? There's, there's so much. There's so much we're working on at the moment because we haven't we haven't been able to write for a little while. So, um, like we, we've just been the list has just been getting longer and longer. But um, obviously, we just uh, announced uh, download on 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 Friday. So expect to see some. Um, some new songs popping up from some of the bands that are playing across Download Weekend. Oh, um, awesome! Because yeah, because that's going to be fun. And then I think we're going to do some. We're going to do a few more sort of retro metal classics as well. Um, when you say yeah. when you say retro, how far back are you going? Not that far, but I mean, I'm a big new metal fan. So like, Woo-hoo! you know, even though it's really old now. Um, yeah. And that, <laughs> Like so, whenever whenever my suggestions come through, they're always like, "Yeah, let's do Biscuit and Disturbed and <laughs> and uh, Drowning Pool and you know all that kind of stuff." So yeah, um, uh, yeah. So um, the big one, I think, the big one we're working on at the moment, I think, is System of a Down. Oh, cool! Oh, that oh, but that's made for you guys. Well, we do a, we you know we do a little bit of System of a Down. It's in the Angry White Boy, Boy Poker by Weird Al Yankovic, which we we cover. Yeah. Um. So we do a little bit in there, but the the reason we haven't done it, I was having this debate with some fans on Facebook the other day, and the reason we haven't done a full song yet is because we can't choose one because they're all too good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Fair we're enough. We're literally like we literally like, we could take one from any era of System of a Down as well and, and it, it will totally work and we know it's going to work so I think what we might end up with is an, an enormous System of a Down medley because I we can't just, choose I was just going to say are you, get, you know that I, I could see a medley come in here that's that would be yeah. that would be cool but the tendency then is to put everything into a medley because medleys are huge fun and everybody loves it when they, you only get sort of 15 seconds of a song and then you're on to the next thing and it's great. But yeah. we can't just sing all medleys. <laughs> yeah, no. Whole songs. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And, um, right. well, if, if you're, so if you love your, your new metal and one thing that I would have thought would be a massively juxtaposition with, with what you do, any plans for taking on anything by Korn? Corn, cool. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the pipeline. Um, again, it's all about finding the right the right song, uh, yeah. the right song for us. Um, yeah, so there's definitely there's definitely some corn, and we'd like we'd like to do a little, we'd like to do stuff heavier. I mean, we get we get a lot of people asking us to do you know like Pantera and that kind of, and you know Megadeth and yeah. the real thrashy ones, and like we kind of struggle with those a little bit because there's, there doesn't tend to be ter- much vocal, and yeah. If the guitars are really thrashy, there's not a lot of melody, and so there's not really anything for us to play with. So yeah, so um, so some so um, uh, tempted tempted for anything by Slayer. 
Yeah, we've tried Slayer. We we literally all sat down together and like went through Slayer songs and we're like, I just don't think we could do it. It's going to be really boring because it's just re- it's quite repetitive. Yeah. Um, and so it's the kind of thing that we can drop into a medley. Like we dropped in to the Sonosphere medley we did. We you know we had bits of Carcass and stuff in there, but you you awesome. yeah you have to drop a little bit in and then and then and then pull back to something else. So yeah, medley's the way forward. We should just be a medley band. Yeah, but I, I guess you know, like as you rightly pointed out, it, it's uh, medleys are fun, but doing an entire song is 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 a, is a bigger challenge and kind of showcases your your skills that bit that that bit that bit more as opposed to just picking bits the bits of songs that that, that work. Yeah, that's true. Plus, you know, people you don't want to be a one trick pony, so you've got you've got to you've, you've got to mix it up a little bit as well. So. Yeah, sure. And when are you? Um, so, if you if you girls are meeting up um, today and tomorrow, um, are you um, are you back out back out on the road? Um, when when's the next time anybody can see you in the UK? Um, when are we back out? I think um, our first public gig is we're at uh, Volksfest in Plymouth at the end of May, the twenty fourth of May, I think. Um, I think that's our first public show, and then and then it'll be downloaded. It's just all about festivals for the next for the next little while. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, it should be fun. I can't wait. It's perfect living in a field weather. I want to get back out. <laughs> so do you, so do you um, when you do a festival, you you really do the festival. You uh, you you take on the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah. We, if we if we if our schedule allows it, yeah, we'll camp for the whole weekend. We'll be the we'll be there the whole weekend from download. Um, uh, we're hoping to come in with the the heavy metal truants. Uh, charity that do the bike ride from London to to download. So yeah. we're hoping we're hoping to come in and support them for a little bit on the Thursday, and then uh, yeah, and then we'll be we'll be on site for the whole the whole thing because we we love it. I mean, I, we go every year anyway. So oh, that's, um, yeah, you know, that's... but we do the, the camping and the, and the and the makeup in the in the tents, and you know, it's just fun. And this and this is the first time for the last five years that um that uh, I'm not playing uh, the download comedy tent. That's absolutely oh, really? that's absolutely typical, isn't it? Otherwise, I'd said, "Come typical. on down." That's such a shame. Oh, that is a shame. I oh, know. I'm, gu- anyway. I'm gutted, but I'm sure you'll have a great time. Um, and once the festival, of course, once the festival season's out of the way, presumably it's it's then into um, putting an album together. Yeah, we'll be putting the album together, and then we'll we'll have we'll have news on them. We'll be out touring again. But I mean, you can you can usually you can usually find us like relatively local to Southampton. Like we'll we'll we do tend to drop like pop in and out at our uh, our local pubs and and do little shows sort of around our hometown just for fun because you know performing is the best bit. We get really bored if we're not if we're not performing all the time. So. Well, yeah, absolutely, and um, and for our listeners based around the um, uh, around the south, uh, yeah, there you go. Um, don't stalk them; just go and see them. Um, so, um, I, well, I, I, I'm, next time I'm in the area, um, I will definitely call in and, um, uh, and and try and hook up with you guys. I mean, I absolutely love what you do, um, uh, and it's just yeah, it's it's it, it's it was so original. I've got. I'm going to completely be honest with you. I when I when I hear stuff that really that just really blows me away like that, um, and when there's quite clearly so much talent, um, it's um, it it makes me well up. It, it really does. It may it, 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 it to that extent. It just it just moves me to 
to very near tears. And uh, and and that is a compliment, I promise you. <laughs> um, no, 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 thank you. I'm, I'm very much taking it as well. Thank you so and, much. And when I and when I when I when I first saw, I mean, the the rolling video is just, you know, I mean, as 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 a as a comedian it really made me you know really made me laugh but um i just found both duality and, and rolling really really moving and i'm, I'm go- getting through your catalogue very slowly at the moment um and i urge everybody listening to um uh to 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 listen to all these tunes because funnily enough one of the topics on uh, the podcast <laughs> that's ju- the, one of the topics that's just gone on the podcast which was april's edition was um um i had this whole thing about how um i i just wanted to like it's a very ranty podcast and I was just ranting against people doing different versions of, of metal songs. And it was all the bluegrass version and the, and the banjo version and, and on all the rest mm. of it. And I, and, and I'd actually, I'd actually slated um, a, a slot in the, um, in, in the running order of my show to, to basically talk about this. Um, uh, and then you guys came along and, and made me completely reconsider my entire opinion <laughs> Um, and and yeah, one month later, here you are on the show. So it's 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 crazy. Um, but I really do urge everybody listening to um, uh, to to have a listen. And I actually I plugged you on this month's show, and I think I've got your video rolling on my Facebook page as well. Um, and um, I, and we'll just constantly um, I'll always be a fan and a supporter. It's just it's really cool what you're doing, and I just I hope you take this as far as you can go. Thank you so much, Howard. Actually, that means the world to us. It's, it's like, I can't believe we've changed your opinion about something that's, that's so nice. And like, you know, it's, it's fun. And let's, let's just, we're just going to continue having a really good time and doing it to essentially make ourselves laugh, which is always the, why we do any of it. It's just to, to make, make each other laugh. And then, yeah, let's see how far we can go. I mean, we've done, like I can't believe we've what we've done already. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Let's see how much further we can push it before oh. everyone gets bored. Oh, totally. Oh, oh no. Look, look, you've got to you've got to be you've got to go headline in Wembley Arena. That's that's got to be you know. You've, oh my you've, god, you've, you've that would never happen. Oh, don't don't say never. Don't you never know what could be round the corner. No. You never know. Years down the line, you know, could be a decade's time. You're back on the podcast, you know. I've managed to convince you against your better judgment back on. And, um, you know, you'd be saying, yeah, it's Wembley tomorrow. Can't believe it. You never know. You never know. This thing could go huge. You could blow up. If there's anything I've learned from the last year and a half, it's that you really do never know. Like, you know, we've we've been so unbelievably lucky to, you know, meet some of our absolute all-time heroes and go and share stages with them and play some of the most iconic venues and festivals in the world and like all from the fact that we all got together one day and thought it'd be funny if we made a video for our cover of Rolling and put it on the internet and it's you know how lucky is that like we're I'm unbelievably grateful and con- like constantly blown away even after you know after 30 days on tour with Steel Panther we're watching the show and every night we're like pinching ourselves on the side of the stage like we're like we're what are we doing? This is our job. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Oh, so look, it, uh, it, yeah, it, uh, the enthusiasm comes through in your voice, and uh, and and I'm, I'm completely enthused for you as well. Honestly, um, um, you know, uh, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. And um, and uh, is that really what happened? You just that rolling video? Is it the same one that you just put that together? And that's yep. Really? Yeah, we 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 got together and we thought. We we did it for ourselves. We all sing together in in the choir that Jen leads, and and so and we thought it'd be nice to sing just the three of us. So we started working on the songs, 
and we were just thinking, you know, we'll play our local pub and we might do a couple of weddings and, you know, earn ourselves a little bit of pocket money and, and in the meantime we get to do some songs that we like and we did roll in and we were like, this sounds wicked, it's hilariously good fun. And somebody said to us, one of our mates was like, oh, you should make a music video. And we were like, that sounds like fun. So, you know, our friend um, Marianne, who's a really good um, videographer, came down and, and we just spent a day in in that beautiful house just literally just dicking about. I was just <laughs> I was just going to say, whose fucking house is that? Because it looks amazing. Oh, it's a friend of ours. And you know what? We filmed like five videos there now. <laughs> We've like exhausted <laughs> her entire house. She, so, yeah, it's a friend of ours. She's a lady in um, lady called Kerry who's in uh, uh, Jen's choir. And um, yeah, we were looking for somewhere with a with a, a grand piano in it because we wanted to film around a piano. And she was like, oh, I've got one. And we turned up on the day and her and her husband, Harry, were like, oh, we've got all of these cars. Would you like to use the Ferrari? And we were like, uh... Yeah, <laughs> I was just made. It, 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 it just all started coming together. It was like that's it's, they're, they're all like the planets are aligning. Yeah, it was a total fluke. And since then, I mean, the duality video was shot in the same place in in a, in a different part of their grounds, and and uh, our party hard video was shot there, and um, the glory hole video was shot there. In fact, <laughs> so we just Brilliant. every time we sort of stuck for a space, we're like, Kerry, can we come back and shoot another video, please, in your fabulous house? Well, um, well, yeah, we yeah. we literally just put it we put it up on the internet, thinking thinking that, you know, a few hundred of our of our friends here would like to watch it. And two days late after it went up, Fred Durst got hold of it and posted it all over Limp Biscuits social media, and it just went nuts. Wow. And uh, we haven't stopped since. Oh, that's amazing. That's brilliant. Well, look, look um, uh, two things. Firstly, um, uh, my band's going to need um, a location for a video, so could you, if you could ask Kerry for us, that would be good. <laughs> well, and, absolutely. She yeah. even makes you little sandwiches for lunch. Hey, look, look, hey, hey I just want to sit in the Ferrari. Fuck the sandwiches. Just sit in the Ferrari. <laughs> um, and, and secondly, you said that um, – I just wanted to pick you up on something – that you said you've been incredibly lucky – and believe you and me, um, in the music business, you make your own luck. You haven't been lucky. You've got where you are because of talent and the way that, you know, everybody can see how genuine it is. So it might feel like good luck, but believe me, you've, you, you make your own luck. And, you know, you don't get anything out of this business that you don't deserve. So, you know. I think, that's a, I think that's a good point. I mean, we, you know, we have been really lucky in the fact that people like, you know, people as famous as Fred Durst and things are willing to, you know, to a video that somebody tweets him and, 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 and support, like, other artists um, when, you know, they don't have to. But on the other hand, we work really, really fucking hard all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's what people don't see. They see three people up there having a laugh and they go, oh, you know, fucking hell, man. what are they doing? And it's like, no, you know, no one sees the work that goes on behind the scenes. They don't see the hours it, of rehearsal and all the rest of it. And, you know, it, no, it's I know what it's like. Like I said, like I said to you, you know, we run all of our social media. I manage the band. We do all of our own like video all the videos like all the styling all the props like all the storylines everything everything is done by the three of us it's like yeah and yeah and all the rehearsals and all of our outfits and all of our promotion it's all done it's all done so yeah we're you know even to yeah packing up cds for merch yeah like i spent all of yesterday counting out all of our merch so it's like we never stop working but you know, you get out of life what you put back in. Like, well, that's, so. it's, it's absolutely, and look, it's that, it's that, um, it's that 
genuine how genuine it is shines through in the you know in the uh, in the work that you do it, it just comes through it really does um and um and now plug for a free t-shirt if you send me a t-shirt i've got a photo session coming up in a week that we're going to use to um announce the band coming back so if you bung me a t-shirt i promise to wear it in the photo shoot and you will get some we'll get some more metal coverage for you of course yeah just uh, yeah drop me a message and i'll 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 sort that out for you. Cool. Um, Marvellous. But yeah, this is, you know, you said you started this conversation with, I can't believe you agreed to do this on a Sunday morning, but this is the best way to start a Sunday morning. Can you phone me up every Sunday morning and tell me how great I am? <laughs> 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 I'm just going to go off with my, on my day and be like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. Hey, look, hey, look, we can do the, hey, if I get a free t-shirt out of every, every a free t-shirt <laughs> and, a vi- and a video uh, shoot location then and, and sit in a Ferrari, then yeah, sure, no problem. We'll do this every <laughs> Sunday. I mean, you know, we, th- this is a two-way thing here Zan don't you worry <laughs> cool well uh, um, look, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to let you go I'm sure you've got plenty to do um, I'm going to go and make breakfast brunch whatever you call it um, but look thanks for coming on uh, just increased success to you I'm going to now um, tweet you um, uh, links to the acid rain hanging on the telephone and my Keith Platt version of walk um, Absolutely so do it. enjoy those when you can and um, uh, are we following each other on Twitter do I need to send or I'll, I'll tell you what I'll send you my address on Skype yeah, do it, do it on Skype and that'll be cool. And uh, yeah, marvelous. we'll give you a follow on Twitter, of course. Oh, and, uh, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to, to chat to you. So thank yeah, you and, and you, not at all. Um, continued success. And um, I really look forward to bumping into you soon. And if I don't bump into you before, hopefully we'll be performing in Southampton at some point and we can all get together and have a sing. Yeah, good luck with the band launch. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, it's a reboot, relaunch. Oh, God, it's you, you don't want to hear it, honestly. <laughs> anyway, um, have a great day. Say hi to the girls and uh, you take care. See you soon. I will. Thanks, Howard. Bye. No problem. See you. Bye. And there you go, that was my interview with the Lounge Kittens. Yes, I've learned I'm not putting the big stings in there if the interview's a bit quiet. Yes, hey, I hope you like that. Um, So, (coughs) there you go, that's fucking... uh, I don't know why I did that, I've got no idea, but there you go, I've got no idea why I do any of this. Um, I was re- it, yeah, it was just really lovely to speak to Zan, and um, and then um, you know, not twenty minutes later, have a massive blazing row with my then girlfriend. <laughs> Jealousy, it's a wonderful thing. So anyway, um, yeah, ov- yeah, thank you. Yeah, throw your accusations my way. Yes, I was flirting. I'm aware of that. I was a bit of a giggly schoolgirl. Um, I just love what they do, and you know what, Zan, absolutely true to her word, did send me a lounge kittens T-shirt, as I'm sure. Um, most of you who've listened to the interview will have realised, oh yeah, so that's how come he's wearing a lounge kitten, lounge, lounge kittens t-shirt in the acid rain pictures. Yes, because I did that interview and, um, uh, and they agreed to send me one for free. So if you want me to wear a t-shirt of your band, um, club, bar, um, weird religious sect, um, send me your t-shirts and I'll wear them in, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wear them in, um, uh, in photo shoots. And anybody who sends me a t-shirt that says, hi, my name's H, I'm a massive cunt. Yeah, I'm not going to wear that. Way ahead of you, funny fuckers. Way ahead of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was very cool. I mean, how, how awesome is that? That it's just happened for me. It's just, it's, you know, unbelievable. The fact that they just 
you know, came from absolutely nowhere. And there's such a lot of talent there, and it's so nice. Now, I mean, listening to Zan there, she's so down to earth. Um, the, like the DIY nature of it all is is so metal, and the, but I know what they're fucking talking about as well. And taking the time out to address things on YouTube with Slipknot fans, or sorry, maggots, um, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I mean, that 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 shows a level of dedication that a lot of fucking bands don't have, um, and that's why they're going to be a success. And I tell you what, dig it out on YouTube. Their Ramstein compilation. Oh my god. It's unbelievable. It really is. It is fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely worth checking out. And um, uh, I will put some. Uh, I'll put some lin- links and clips up and all the rest of it. And uh, follow them on Twitter. And, and just yeah, just get involved because they are. They're they're incredibly cool. Incredibly cool. And I know what some of you are gonna say. Oh, but they didn't write any of those songs. It, that's something completely different. What they're doing is something completely different. It's it's it has its roots in cabaret. Um, they are they are breaking songs down. They're restructuring. They're turning them into something they weren't. They're not a fucking tribute band by any stretch of the imagination. So just in case any of you were thinking of just getting on your little high horses and having a go, let's just make it quite clear: you're wrong. Save your breath. Anyway, um, I. I really don't know any other podcasts where the host slags off people who actually listen to it as much as this one. So, um, so get fucking used to it, you cunts! Um, I jest. So, um, one thing that has been bugging me, and a few people have mentioned this, and, and I, I heard an interesting discussion got dragged into the endless discussion. I think this seems to keep popping up. Who did death metal kill Thrash? And as I keep saying, no, I think uh, Thrash killed itself. Um, it, it, it didn't reinvent itself anymore. It stopped being interesting. It got lazy. And um, uh, and it, something, I, I was talking with somebody recently and they made some really good points, which was, he was a few years younger than me. So I'm 45, he was sort of 42, 43. Now those two or three years back then are a big difference. So when I was getting into Metallica and Slayer, all of my friends who were just a one or two years above were like, oh, that's just fucking noise, that's not proper metal, you know, Motorhead and Sabbath, that's proper metal. Um, no, that's not proper metal. And they didn't like thrash. Whereas what you forget, of course, is that, you know, you you progress and you listen to thrash and that's, that you know, back in the day, you're kind of fighting the powers that be above you and you're forgetting what's happening behind you. And what was happening behind you is other bands that were coming out and people were getting into them and going well yeah that thrash stuff that's oh it's all right but it's it's uh, it's a bit too metal or it's a bit it's a bit mainstream now or it's a bit, and you've got kids getting into the next thing that was coming along so basically the next thing that came along was death metal it didn't kill thrash metal it just came along all on its own and what happened was the the next generation of kids who you know we all got into thrash metal and the next generation got a lot into death metal um and bands like carcass were doing something really really different a lot a lot heavier a lot grungier but lyrically very different as well they went for the whole sort of medical experiment thing there was napalm death who were doing really very social conscious lyrics and almost like punk activism but mixed with this really fucking you know just weird like three second songs or whatever and 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 I've got to be honest, back in the day, you know, we, we were all kind of sort of, as thrashers looking back on that and going, well, fucking hell, already there's shit happening that is, that I don't understand and is beyond what's what's happening here. Um, 
and 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 that's what happened. I mean, you know, you had you had you had death metal was something interesting. Um, you would you know you would um, Chuck and Death doing writing about interesting um, subjects. You know, writing about abortion and 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 all of its uh, you know all of the themes around it, and you know whether it's a woman's right to choose and, and all sorts of stuff like pull the plug. You know about about whether. Um, uh, euthanasia is something that should be allowed. And meanwhile, thrash metal bands were, were busy rolling out their 47th song about global warming, which had just been discovered, you know, or, you know, another song about being in the pit, you know, and, and it, it just it was, it was just a lack of creativity. The big four, they ploughed on and, and the German four, they just, well, you know, tankered, they were gone. Uh, Sodom and Creator managed to hang around. Destruction were, were hanging in there, disappeared for a good five, six years. So it, it is, you know, that it, it thrash. It, it, it's a lot of people go, oh, thrash never died. Uh, that fucking annoys the shit out of me. Yes, it did. It died. We all had to go and get proper jobs. So your memory is wrong. Just trust me with that. Your memory is wrong. Thrash did die, just the big four, and three of the big four in Germany survived. And hello, creator, renewal, that's virtually an industrial record, yeah? Things, it, 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 it's, they had to do stuff to, you know, <laughs> they had to do stuff to survive. It's weird, I'm talking about these bands, they're like, you know, yeah, I know, you know, I had to suck dick on the street, but I had to do something to survive. <laughs> yeah, we had to... We had to, uh, oh yeah, we had to suck industrial cock just to get another album out. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So anyway, there you go. That's just uh, just shit that's going on flying around in my head. Um, and speaking of what happened then to Thrashers, Thrashers then moved on. We then had grunge happen, and then st- the scene was splintering all over the place. Bands like Primus and Fishbone were coming into it, and were accepted. And we're totally accepted. I'll tell you who else came into it and who was, ne- who was accepted. Faith No More. Cheesy Link, the new album Sol Invictus, um, which will be out, pro- which will be out by the time you hear this. Um, uh, I mean, it was leaked ages ago, and I've got a shitty digital copy. But I ordered my CD today on Base.com, which and it's a full pound cheaper there than it is on Amazon. That's Base.com, people. Base.com. And if there's anybody listening from Base.com, throw me a few quid, yeah, for fuck's sake. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's seriously good. I mean, there are times where it is fucking, oh my god, dick hardeningly good. It really is. It gets me moist. Um, and there is times where it's fucking crazy. Um, you know, like proper, like out there, faith no more, nuts. The kind of thing that um, when you go and see them live, remember you used to go and see them live and they do like three or four big songs and you go like, fucking hell, it's awesome. And everyone's going crazy and singing along. And then they do like three or four songs you've never heard before. Um, and jam while Patton sits on the monitors going <laughs> and you think yeah I was probably not enjoying this bit as much as the bit you did before and then they come back and do like you know some other classic big tunes and yeah anyway um, it, it's a good album it's a good album it's definitely definitely worth picking up um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, what can I say I'm a fan I'm a fan. I'm a big old fat fucking fan. And uh, yeah, get it. Um, also, a couple of thank yous. Thank you to the person who set up the Last FM Talking Bollocks page. Wow, that was really nice. Craig sent me a list. Who's Craig? I'll tell you who Craig is. Craig is the guy behind 
allabouttherock.co.uk. That's who Craig is. Everyone say hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Uh, I thought I'd stand in for you because, obviously. If you're on a bus or anything like that, though, right? Wherever you're listening to this, including if you're just listening to it on headphones and you're sat next to your, uh, your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your children, your hermaphrodite, whatever, and, and you're just listening to us headphones, right? After three, you've got to say, hi, Craig. One, two, three. Thank you very much. Craig thanks you. Um, Craig is the man behind um, allabouttherock.co.uk. That is the website where this is hosted. Wouldn't be possible to do what I do without them. So, big round of applause for them. And next up, um, just to give you an idea of what's coming, the, the Acid Rain Special Edition is coming. Yeah. I'm also going to be doing a writer's special soon. Yeah. Because that's looking pretty cool. Um and um, the other thing that I wanted to do was, um, uh, well, I, I can't say because I don't want to jinx it, but there is going to be, um, yeah, there's there's, there's going to be some, some stuff going on. Um, uh, I'm going to see a couple of bands this month who I'm going to be interviewing. Uh, really looking forward to seeing them. And also in the writer's um, special, um, uh, we're going to have the guy behind... Um, uh, global thrash assault. So, um, it's yeah, it's it, it's really cool. If you don't know what global thrash assault is, um, it's quite simply put, uh, an absolutely um awesome metal uh, thrash metal blog, basically. Um, and um, uh, I caught up with um the founder and main man behind it. And um, we had a bit of a chat. Now, get now. Uh, this does lead on to something else. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm going to be honest with you because I am honest with you guys. I'm fucking stalling, and I'm sorry, dude, but I, I can't fucking um, remember your name. And it was what? What the Chad? Of course, Chad. Sorry, dude, but you know what my memory is like. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Chad is the man behind Global Thrash Assault, and. Um, uh, I've got him on, and I'm going to get him on with Malcolm Dome um, and Keith Carn Harris, and that'll be the um, that'll be the the writers' special. That's going to be coming up fairly soon because I can't hold on to that much longer, um, and it's not fair on the guys who took part. But um, he went to the Wakefield Full Thrash Festival, right? He went to that from New York. Yeah, okay. Just take that in again. Yeah, he flew from New York to the UK, and then went up to Wakefield for the full Thrash Assault Festival. Okay? Sorry, not Assault. I threw that in there because I'm thinking Global Thrash Assault. No, the full Thrash Festival. Right. Now, for those people who keep posting on Acid Rain Facebook pages, Oh, I hope they play near Carlisle. Or, oh, are you playing Manchester? Just fucking take that in, will you? The guy went from New York to Wakefield for a thrash gig. He's saying he can drive for eight hours and not get out of his state. He, he, he thinks nothing of doing a 12-hour round trip to see a band. And we live on this tiny little island and people fucking moan if you play more than an hour and a half away from where they fucking live. You're fucking spoiled. You really are. Honestly. That is just... I, I, I cannot believe the amount of people who, who are going, Oh, I hope you're playing it. Oh, I hope you're playing it. Get in your fucking car. Get on a bus. Buy a train ticket. And bloody travel. And take the next day off work if you have to. How committed are you to music? 
Let's find out, shall we? We're going to be travelling all around the fucking country, taking time off our various bits of work and business and everything else. The least you can do is take some fucking time off and travel and meet us halfway just because we ain't playing your fucking garden. Um, sorry, that didn't... <laughs> I, I really wasn't intending all of that to end, <laughs> to end up about me. Um, but it kind of did. But also, I'm making a more general point because it's not just about Acid Rain, it's about any band. And that's fucking travel, for Jesus fucking Christ's sake. Bands are travelling all over the world. It comes back, actually, it comes back to that whole nuclear assault thing that I was talking about a while back, which is like, oh, bring nuclear assault to the UK. They're coming, they're going to Bloodstock. If you're not going, you're going to miss some tough shit. Anyway, um, next up is um, is me old mucker, um, Andrew O'Neill. Heavy metal comedian. For those of you who don't know Andrew's work, um, be, you should be ashamed of yourself. Um, have, a look, uh, have a look up and find out. Um, he's an absolute top man. I've known him for a long time. And... Um, uh, we have a, we have a really good chat. It was so easy to arrange. I, I he was playing the garage doing his Andrew O'Neill's history of heavy metal, which is fucking awesome. I watched the show that night and it was absolutely fucking brilliant. In fact, I haven't uh, spoken to him since to let him know how brilliant I thought it was. So I guess if he's listening to the podcast. He's finding out now. But yeah, absolutely fucking brilliant. Spot on. Very funny. Really educational. Brilliant music. Tight as fuck. If you get a chance to see it, see it. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. So anyway, we have, um, we have a quite a nice chat here. Um, you will, uh, you will also hear, um, Andrew becoming the very first guest ever. Well, he's, he's a guest presenter. He becomes a, a presenter because, um, I nip off for a slash. So anyway, got to the garage, got to the, the garage in London. Walked in the back door, walked straight in the dressing room. There he is, having a munch. Um, we uh, he cracked a bottle of beer open. We sat down, did the podcast. Various people come in and out as we go. Um, so, you know, you'll hear people coming and going as you normally do. And um, it's a really good chat, a really good catch up. He knows his onions when it comes to metal. And um, I like to think I do too. And this is us two uh, talking comedy, metal, music, you fucking name it. Enjoy. It is rather nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to try and get some levels here. So let's take it down a bit because that's quite loud. If we do the, do the opening song and do the end song as, as the ones we want to we wanna get. Yeah. And then the rest, you know. If you get anyone you. with any cameras that are worth anything, just to, everyone is filming. Yeah. And if you can collect as much footage as possible. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? We'll have something to cut. We, yeah. we can cut something if we can get hold yeah. of that footage, yeah, so it's worth it. Um, Hi, just wanted to check 7.45 for the first part. Yeah, yeah perfect. Cool. So, oh, so it's, it's halves, is it? Yeah, it's an hour and a half long. Awesome. Um, it's expanded. Have you seen it before? No, I haven't. I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm Me really too. Looking forward to it. I mean, um, and you, oh yeah, because you, you said we get a mention. Yeah. So I'm, I'm oh, yeah. excellent. I'll shout out at that point. Over here, ladies. Quite right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, this, oh, this is I'm sold out, though. That's fucking really impressive. But like you said, support slots. Yeah, I can totally see that now. Because the metal world is, is it's awesome, but it's not very flexible. Well, you know, trying to get into just like metal itself. Trying to get into bloodstock and go, look, like seriously, guys, we're it's it's a it's a it's a frustrating thing. But also, the flip side of it is, I never expected to be in a band that's that's had the success we've had. Yeah. And it's exactly because we hit the steampunk thing at exactly the right time. And we surfed that wave. And that, and that gave us some gigs and a bit of a following. And then off the back of that, people told their friends. And then I'm, I'm always surprised at the number of proper metalheads and really love us. 
Well, I the, when I, I, I mean, I, I think I the first time I'd ever really heard of steampunk was when you said to me, "I'm yeah. in a steampunk." Well, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and and that was that was really was the kind of first that I'd kind of heard about. Um, yeah. And then and then seeing you live as well, it was like, right, okay, so mm. that's what this thing is then. Well, that's the, that's the tricky thing because we're completely unlike anyone else that has any connection to steampunk. Right. All, all the other bands that explicitly call themselves steampunk are a thousand times more polite. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they they have a kind of there's a lot of class role play goes on. A lot yeah. of people literally saying the word huzzah a lot. Yeah, there's oh, a lot right. of like okay. There's a, there's a band called Abney Park we played here last week, and they they for a while they were like the, the biggest steampunk band. And basically they were a goth band, and the right. one of the, one of the, women in the band went let's do this steampunk thing and she designed this whole image for them which since she left they haven't changed uh, this is inside information I have from their ex-guitarist but oh, right, they okay. but they but they you, you are aware I am recording I'm this. aware yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. that guitarist was was once banned from wearing one of our t-shirts so there's no uh, oh there's no past <laughs> well um, but they, you know the thing the thing with them is they are a goth band that adopted a steampunk Thing it's not it's not a style it's it's, it's basically it's an image it's um, you know it's 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 a type of sci-fi and then yeah, it's a kind of right. culture that kind of came out of that so when we formed it's because me and Andy really liked we were both obsessed with the Victorian era and we kind of oh there's got to be some good music in this scene and none of it was to our taste yeah because you do the Jack the Ripper thing as well don't yeah. you so that that's all that all comes totally. from well, like, the Victorian I did that. era yeah 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 I did yeah, that yeah yeah you've been uh, murdering and raping women. <laughs> Not right. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah, come just, on. Yeah, I draw the line. Not that. I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I did. Well, I did the show. I did the show called Winston Churchill with Jack the Ripper in Edinburgh. Uh, now, like ten years ago. And then I did a show a couple of years after that called Andrew O'Neill's Totally Spot on History of British Industry. Past, present, future. Did you ever see that, Tom? I think I missed that. No, we're going to rewrite it. I saw the Jack the Ripper one. Right. Yeah. We're going to rewrite it for the band. Fucking hell, wow. Because um, okay. the band kind of came out of that. Like, there's the fact that there are four notable Victorian Stevensons. That's the first song we wrote. Um, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so both obsessed with it. And then we kind of went, well, there aren't any bands that we like, so let's let's start writing some songs. And um, we're getting our new record is, is so, so much heavier than the previous two. Because um, Andy's getting more back into metal. Because Andy was right. a front man of Cream and Jesus, I'm sure you remember. Yes, yes, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's. There's one song in it that is that is crushingly heavy, um, and it's it feels much more like all our influences are kind of like moulded together more organically rather than the kind of oil and water. Here's a metal bit. Here's a punk bit. Here's a right, yeah. music hall bit. Here's a Victorian bit. You know, you're finding your sound. Yeah, it's totally. a bit like in the comedy terms of finding your voice. Mm, you absolutely, know, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, so we we had we, you know something we came up with in Andy's back garden. Literally, Stephanie's got a photograph of uh, of us in in his garden doing our first ever jam, um, and uh, and then people really liked it, and they seemed to sort of keep liking it. So like when the guys from Necro Ritual, who were you know black metal band, who are mates of mine, they, they love us. I'm like, but you're you're like actual they've smashed up churches, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, um, yeah, and, allegedly, uh, you know, it's it's um, they really really like it. So it's been it's, it's 
it's just nice to do something that's completely and utterly the thing we wanted to do. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, well. believe in ourselves, and other people really like it. But also, is it, it, it I mean, how much, how much of it feels like comedy, how much of it feels like metal? 5% comedy. And is that kind of like, it, that would, to me, that would be, because I'm, I'm finding being involved with the band again, I'm finding it incredibly, and I want, it, I want to get the right word, um, it's getting my wee battered brain to work properly. Um, it feels like a release. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It, it, it just, it's different. Not having, not having to hit that emotional, not having to get that reaction from the audience. You yes. Just do it, you know. Yeah, in fact, not, in fact, just going, yeah, pfft, there. Yeah. Well, the fact you can do yeah. it in a room with no one else there. You know, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But some of the best performances we've ever given have been when the audience aren't interested. You just get your head down and do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, increasingly the comedy stuff because initially we wrote some, you know, pretty much straight up comedy songs, um, but then some that were that were a lot more you know, like Blood Red, which is about you know the British Empire stamping on the rest of the world, and um, and then on the second album I wanted to write a song that was as funny as I could make it, so I wrote um, the Victorian Gentleman's Boasting song, which is literally about wanking, um, and uh, it includes the line, "How often is your jism brought about through onanism?" Which I am so pleased with still. Um, but I kind of at that point I thought, well, if we're going to do a comedy song, let's do it. Let's use the skills I've learnt from stand-up and make it as funny as we can make it. And it's a good song. It's a funny song. The new one, I'm quite self-consciously trying to move away from that stuff because. I don't want to be. I don't want to be seen as a novelty act, like kind of evil scarecrow or someone like that. You know, because we're not. We're, we're no offence, evil so, scarecrow. No offence at we all. Love you. We love no offence at all. But that's. It's, yeah. we're a very different type of thing. I think. Uh, well, I know all about that because coming back, um, yeah. we've been. We've you know we've already been offered shows with, um, with bands that we've. That I've kind of gone well. No, we can't really go there. Right. Because. It's really weird because we have, for some reason, a weird sort of because we didn't give a shit. We were we and we we didn't give a shit live. We yeah, were kind yeah. of pigeonholed by some journalists as a as a joke band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's nothing funny about the band at all, and you know. Um, no, but it's, it's, it's that thing of your funny guys doing a band. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly. we, we, we're pretty much yeah. you know we, there's two stand-ups in our half of our band is stand-ups and um, and you really are the perfect really support band for us. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And uh, and there's some there's some such good thrash riffs on our new record. Um, but um, yeah, we, we're tra- trying to you know we're trying to we're trying to basically write the album we would write no matter what the context you know. So yeah. so um, so is it on the verge of of I, and I, I don't want to kind of. I don't want to insult you by saying being a proper band because you're fucking on tour and you've sold this place out, so it is a proper band. But so, is it on the verge of being almost like a um, a proper career? No, no, they just the comedy is still. It just isn't the, the money in it to do that. Yeah, um, oh, don't tell me that. People, well, people don't <laughs> buy records anymore. No, 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 no so I know, I know, it's fucking hard. Right? And, you know, Andy's told me when you know if if. If we were as big as if we were as big as we were when he was doing Cream and Jesus, we'd be making a living off it. You yes, which yeah. is you know. oh, if you're selling out this place, then yes. I mean, and, and it's it, that's fucking. The thing is that 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 isn't actually any consolation. That's just more depressing. Yeah, yeah. But it's but you've got to roll with the changes, haven't you? And you've got to. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. So you yeah, you can't change the world. Yeah. No. So, but also, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do a band full time. Um, comedy is my. Absolute soul. It's it's the direct expression of, of me. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And I and I really like the balance because I was in I was in a lot of hardcore bands before I started doing stand up. We you know tiny little bands that didn't record anything. Um, but uh, and I missed it when I stopped doing it. I really missed it, particularly when I was doing say you must have this when you do stand up in a music venue and you smell oh, it and you kind yeah. of go. Uh, uh, I mean, if I was with three other dicks and yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a gig. I did a gig where um, there's, there was monitors on the stage yeah. and there was a little lighting rig and I just fucking. You know, I, I, it was just like, oh god, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so I really missed it, and then, and then doing this again was, was you know, it, the balance is right. The, you know, I do comedy sort of five nights a week. We probably gig with the men something like once a month on average, right? Um, probably will do more in the autumn because of our new record. Um, which when's this going out, by the way? Um, it's going to go out this month, actually. Okay. Well, uh, middle of May. I'll, I, I may I may veto this, but we've come up with a possible album title. Uh, well, don't well don't tell me because I don't edit the podcast. Right. So. Okay. So oh, yeah, well, tell me after. Okay, I'll tell you off. Tell me off okay, the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yet another example of one of those things. <laughs> all my podcasts have got bits like this. In <laughs> Can I just? Yeah, and I would say like, well, I hope you enjoyed the interview. Like all the really good shit was like off the record. The first time I did an interview for Grand Radio, I don't know if you've ever done it. They they ring you up. And normally when you do a phone interview, they go, you're high, so uh, we're going to go live in five minutes. Yeah, can we? But they yeah, got the, yeah. the first time, they went, hi, is that, is that Andrew? Yeah. Hi, how you doing? And I'm like, good. And I was, just, I was, in, I was in my pants on my laptop on my, on my lap, <laughs> and, and they're like, great, yeah, so uh, are you doing anything exciting? I'm like, no, I'm just on, on, laptop, on the laptop <laughs> in my pants. And then, all right, looking up anything interesting? Not really. And then I realised, oh. this is the interview, it's going out live, so I ramped it up and <laughs> just, okay, great, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much chat to you, I've had a crazy day. <laughs> yeah. well, I was just being funny when I said it was my pants and laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually... Uh, We're the British, British Museum, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> It's a strange, um, strange business that is preparing to murder prostitutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's it's nice though to have that to have that something so different to comedy to be able to feed yeah. your to feed you know the, the 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 comedy side of you and then you know the metal always comes calling. Yeah, you know. And, and the, the wonderful thing about this show is it's the middle of that Venn diagram. Yeah, it's particularly awesome. particularly now I've got this. I've got reprisal as my backing band. Well, you're, well, you're, you're basically living out every um, comedian who loves heavy metal's fantasy dream. Yeah. And, and I've detected genuine annoyance from other comics and a kind of, right, you've done that show now, then that show, that show yeah. has been done. And, it, you know, when I came up with the idea, I was on, I was on a coach home from Leeds, actually, and I just went, I was, I was going to do, my approach for, for, for last year's Edinburgh was um, do a stand-up show that's completely stripped down uh, and and hasn't got a theme. It's just as funny as I can make it. Um, sort of stream of consciousness. Lots of yeah. yeah. Just in other words, what you would do as a as a twenty in a club yeah. as a as a fucking hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gags. And um, and so that was my plan. And then I had the, the idea for the history of every battle, and I just went, ah, I've got to do that as well. So um, so I ended up doing two shows like an idiot. But but this show. It's sort of separate to the kind of normal touring cycle because I've been doing this since the beginning of last year. I'm about oh, yeah. to do it in Denmark and Sweden. I did it in Norway the other the other week, um, and they they've all gone and gone. Oh, you, you, do you want to do this in Oslo? What where Fenris lives? Yes, um, and, um, that's awesome. And so, um, but you've got a kind of following out there anyway, haven't you? Or, yeah. or, or, or from a comedy perspective? Yeah, 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 yeah. So 
was this sold on the back of you fronting it or was it sold yes. on the back of it being it's, that's right? it's usually sold to the promoters on the back of me and then they sell it to the partners on the back of if you like metal and you like you'll comedy. love it if you like comedy you'll, you'll love, love it, it anyway yeah. you know. although, so, you, although you have said that it's only 5% comedy Oh, you mean the metal show? No. Yeah. So, oh, right. I see. Oh, well, the um, well, the band, the 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 the, the, the steampunk band is five percent comedy. This yeah. is um, ninety-five percent comedy. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right. Yeah, yeah. No, the history of metal is ninety-five percent comedy, but the metal is very. I mean, all, the history is fully researched. Um, it's. Um, yeah, I did genuine. I did an awful lot of reading because metals. The history of, of, of metal is an oral history, and so it's quite hard. To, you know, there's a thing you know about someone. You go, where did I? Know? I think I read that in yeah. Kerrang in 1995, or yes. some bloke in a queue for Fear Factory told me it. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, so you have to sift out what's true and what's like urban legend. Yeah, and, yeah, totally. Yeah. So there's things like you know, who was the first band to self-consciously call themselves heavy metal? And I'd always thought it was probably Judas Priest. But I wasn't sure, and so I looked it up, and it, it basically is. But it sort of uh, it took it took quite some digging. Sorry, That's all right. Don't worry. I was trying to give your guest list. Already. Yeah, I do. And it is. Sorry, too much drops out of my pocket. <coughs> oh, sorry, oh. we'll just um, take a break just, while you, know, you, uh, just while, just... while you dig around for your guest list. Oh, I do. No. Not in there, right? There's too many pockets, so this one, no, oh, no, that's not it. It's exciting, it's like a treasure hunt. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No, bloody hell. Sorry, listeners at home, this is the least exciting part of the Basically, I'm <laughs> Thank you very much. It takes, a comedian, it, it takes a comedian to make the boring parts uh, interesting. Because Normally, I'm just uh, kind of mumbling into the mic going, uh, okay, uh, we're just fucking about. It's not in there. The commentary manager is now fumbling in his oh, back. That's oh. it, yeah. Ooh. Oh, hang on. Hey, Ooh. here we are. I don't know what's in there. There you go. Um, these two are already here, but they're not. Thank you very much. Well, uh, do you know what? Yes, whilst, yes. You, whilst you got up and you were looking at your, you were looking at your jacket there, oh, I was yeah. thinking... Oh, good evening. Would there Thank be room? Lovely. On there. Well, oh, yeah, you know, there's definitely room. Cool. Fantastic, thank you very much. That's right. Patch. Patch is always welcome. An acid rain patch from Greece. They, he messaged me through the page and went, Hi, we're a company in Greece and we'd like to make some patches. And I was like, Brilliant. Really? Can you like afford to? That's wonderful. I've <laughs> yeah. got patches. And, and uh, well, because they're just such a metal fucking mm. country as well, you know? Mm. I mean, they're, they're just everything. So um, Greece is one of those countries like Australia where every man owns at least one metal album. Yeah, like every, right. like every single Greek bloke in his thirties owns at least one like Metallica album. It's just yeah. absolutely the law. And yeah. like Oz, with Oz, it's usually more towards the kind of Red Hot Chili Peppers end of things. But I was going to guess Def Leppard, but in Australia, in Australia, no, no, no. I thought so. Oh no, no. no. I don't know. I've, I've, I've got no. I've never been to Australia. <laughs> Oz is, is interesting because. It's a bit like the States in that when you go there, you, you meet for the first time the type of people who don't really travel. Mm. And they're yeah. the people who are into the underground metal stuff because they haven't got any money because metalheads generally don't have any money. And that's very different to the Aussies you meet here who are that kind of really travelling, hey, hey guys, you know, yeah. Instagram yeah. kind Cultured. of. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know about that, they're Australian, but. Um, True. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've been to them pissed up in Shepherd's Bush at yes. two in the morning. Yeah, 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 totally. But I mean, you know, the Australian, the, the, there's a thing because. 
relatively few bands tour in Australia, international bands. Mm. So there's a kind of we have to make our own fun kind of thing. So Australia, just, we have to make our own oh, fun. Mate, when I was right, a kid, mate, yeah. we had to, we had to, we had to we had go to, our own. When I was a kid, all we got to do was throw stones at abos. <laughs> now there's no fucking abos left. Now, yeah, there are still there are still people alive in Australia who have, in their lifetime, had a license to kill Aborigines. That's, uh, yeah, that's quite scary. I didn't... A license to kill Aborigines. There was a, there was yeah. a, there was a thing where you had a license, because they were just seen as, like, a pet. Like yeah, vermin, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, this so, is slightly different. My sister about... Because she's lived in Australia for 25 years, and they, but they live, they live, like, way out. Port Douglas, far north Queensland. Right, right. Cyclone territory. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it's fucking hot. Her, um, her kid's school doesn't have any walls. It's just a roof wow. and sticks. Wow. And they don't wear any shoes. Why? Too hot. Her, da- her daughter, <laughs> wow. she brought a daughter with her to visit last year, and her daughter's shoulders were hurting. And we were trying to work out why, and it's because she'd never really worn clothes before. <laughs> <laughs> so they were weighing her down. Yeah, wow. yeah. But, but they, had, um, they had a cat curfew. Um, yeah, right. And that was like after six o'clock. You see a cat in the street, you know, you blow it away. Air yeah, rifle, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. personally, not much of a fan of cats. So I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of cats. However, the cat not being native to Australia has oh. has really hammered the And, we'd, and we're not talking feral cats, we're talking yeah. like things that are looking to start to look like leopards. Yeah, 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 yeah. No natural predator, just wild, fucking scary things. Yeah, just yeah. like teeth, fur, and claws. Which is a good, uh, sometimes. <laughs> it's it, 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 no. Teeth, fur, and claws. I, so, I, do, I do believe a uh, a reboot album coming. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, I mean, the, the Australian metal bands are all are all really odd. Well, they're not all really odd, but a lot of them are really like. You have a King Parrot, decidedly strange band. Really good, decidedly strange. Portal, do you know Portal? No. Incredible. You're educating me now. Incredible death metal band. Um, Where from? Uh, from a few different places. From and in Brisbane. Um, I'm not. I'm not allowed to uh, divulge his identity. I've met him. He's, All right. he's called the curator. Um, you, I'm going to have to show you what they look like because it's utterly, utterly incredible. He um, he's had various different identities over the years. The first, the first one, he had a, he had a big wizard's hat, and then the wizard's hat fell down over his head. So he just talked Thank through you. it, and then and then he got um, like a cupboard that looks like the top of a grandfather clock, but with a grill on the front. And he wears like a suit and that, right. and like these huge gloves. And it's like a, it's like watching a Disney film on a bad acid trip. It's incredible. It sounds um, it sounds like a, he sounds like a Doctor Who villain. He he, he and he, there is a Doctor Who influence because it does. It's a little bit like Omega. It looks a little bit like Omega. Oh, wow, I found a picture. Yeah. Um, Jesus, that was quick. He's got a posh phone. It's just, just fucking researcher of the corner. <laughs> what the fuck? That's amazing. And um, I'll, so I'll put a picture heavy. up so you can see these guys. This is fucking ridiculous. They're, inc- they're incredibly heavy. That's the other guys were quick. I mean, that, this is one of their inclinations. Looks like, it looks like a grandfather clock has come to life, yeah. doesn't it? But with like incredible vocals. It's great. That's and he looks, I'll show you who he actually is. He looks nothing like you'd expect. I'm actually having a, a grandfather clock for a head would help with mm. that vocal styling. Mm. Yeah, would. much so, yeah. But he's he on time. He's yeah. had several different inclinations. One after that was a bishop's mitre pulled all the way down, which I think Ghost 
may or may not have appropriated. We don't know. It's well, they've ripped everything else off, yeah, so they yeah, may yeah. as well do that. So uh, and then and then there's this other there's one he's got now. That's like he wears two white masks, one on the front and one on the back, and then there's a veil over it. It's really creepy. It's and, it's, and he says it's like it's like a, a time lord regenerating. That's the idea of right, this character okay. with each album cycle. This character looks different, and, and the music's this incredible, complex, swirling, chaotic, very. Lo- it's like love, like proper Lovecraftian sounding, like falling into a black hole. It's, they're brilliant, but Mental. but but to me, quite typically Australian. Yeah, because it's like it's not. It's a collection of all these different. I, um, like really disparate, like, yeah, 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 totally. Through sort of almost like through the filter of television. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Because they are so remote. You know, Amazing. I mean, it's like you talk to an Australian band, and it's just like, well, you know, that's why there's not many successful Australian bands. Well, there isn't a circuit in Oz to you know. It's such a huge, ludicrously big country. Yeah. Not that many people yeah. live there. I mean, you can't make a living off, com- off live comedy in Australia. Well, that's why. Ken Valentine's over here, isn't it? Yeah, it's like bloody loads of them over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They come over, over in Nick and Argax. <laughs> All these racist Australians coming over in Nick and our jobs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's true. I, I mean, I'd, I'd happily live in Oz for a, for a year and, and, and work out there, but there, there just isn't the work. It just isn't the, the live stand-up. But yeah. um, I think I think Britain's a bit similar, actually, from a completely different point of view uh, in terms of its metal output. It's always a bit different to the rest of them. So, like the thrash, yes. think about yeah. the thrash scene here. You know, you guys. Um, you know, lawnmower death. Uh, it, there's, there's, there's that kind of. They, they wouldn't have happened in another country. No, that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's that sense of humour. I mean, like the black. You know, black metal here now is really healthy, but but back in the day, there just weren't that many. And I think it's because it needs that kind of Scandinavian lack of sense of humour to do to commit something like that. <laughs> and that's why we ended up with Craig yeah. the Filth. You're yeah. like, should we wear top hats? Yeah, let's wear top hats. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's got that very British kind of. Oh, come on, that's you know, that's, you're not, uh, you're, you're not a proper band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. No, that's that is. I completely and totally agree with you there. I think, um, I think, yeah. There, there. When you think about like serious black metal, you, you're not what well, other than Venom. Well, but then, then there's that great thing, isn't there, where... where but even Venom had a sense of humour. Oh, totally. I mean, it teaches pet, you know. Yeah. It, they, they, yeah, totally. And there's, there's a, well, an interview I, I, with... remember, I remember the B-side of Manitou mm-hmm. was a 15-minute radio interview where they just fucking ripped the piss out of the guy there's loads, interviewing them. There's loads of them on YouTube. It's really yeah, good. They're yeah. cunts. Yeah, they absolutely. are full-on, <laughs> yeah. utter cunts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they... Um, there's Vard Vikinus was interviewed, and it's the Jason Arnoff one in, in that issue of Kerrang. And he says, uh, he said, you do realise that when Venom talk about Satan, they're not taking it seriously. And he said the most Scandinavian thing I've ever heard in reply. He said, we choose to believe that they did, <laughs> which is incredible. That kind of like double thing. We choose yeah, to believe that they yeah, did, yeah, absolutely, but they yeah. fucking didn't. But then no, there's a lot not. of black metal now. I mean, Necroritra are a good example. There's there's some really really good bands. Um, uh, Fen are very good. There's um, oh, a Cult Finder, really good band. A Cult Finder. No, Cult Finder. C U L T. Yeah, I've got a seven inch of theirs. It's just like really, 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 really good. There's a lot of and um, I mean, they're Irish, but Altar of Plagues do that kind of Walls in the Throne Room style better than Walls in the Throne Room, and it's it's become and I think it's the internet. It's basically you know the people yeah. have got access to all of the music ever. Yeah, and so. Whatever type of music you want, there's a band probably living fairly locally doing it to a, to a high standard, a higher standard than than you would have got 
you know, like most, I think most thrash bands aren't very good. Most thrash, thrash bands back in the day just aren't that good. And there's bands now like Toxic Holocaust who are incredible. Um, and I think they're better than most of that kind of second string American, you know, the likes yeah. of Testament and Exodus. So, because I'm really picky with thrash vocals. Because they're yes. so different, aren't yeah. they? I mean, I yeah. do no. talk about this on the show. But yeah, absolutely. No, I yeah. used to think I was a thrash fan, but that's because my favourite bands were Metallica, Slayer, and Sepultura. But then I realised that they're not actually that representative. Can't stand Megadeth. Don't really like Anthrax very much. Quite like them live, but not particularly on record. Don't yeah. like Testament. Don't like Exodus. Re- you know. And so then I'm finding I really like Nuclear Assault, but I'm and really see, picky. Now, now it's funny. You see, like Nuclear Assault had that hardcore edge, and they had a little bit of a sense of humour. Obviously, yes. yeah. Ha- you know, fucking Hang the Pope. And yes, all that. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But the funny, but the prime example about Anthrax and what you were saying about about British bands and and like maybe us and all that is a bit of sense of humour and stuff like that is Anthrax sort of played at that. Whereas it like like you know oh you know we'll 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 wear you know we'll wear shorts but that's our uniform yeah yeah we're yeah. going to work mm-hmm. you know how they say that criticism of American comedians they're businessmen with jokes right yeah yeah and it's that same sort of I've thing. not heard that before but that's spot on isn't it yeah yeah it is it's fucking spot on and uh, and the that's great I'm really sorry I'm just giving that a minute because I really got that yeah, business yeah. with jokes that's 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 spot on but, and it, and it's and it's the same thing with sort of anthrax carrying their sense of humour around in a bag mm. do you know what I mean like oh hang on no we're Gonna crack out our, it's been, it's been crack out Indians, yeah. And, and, yeah. But you know, this is a song about how the Indians have been raped. But do you know what, Joey, you should wear a headdress and just bring the bring the atmosphere up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What the Native Americans would have wanted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, their sense of humour is never represented truly. And then also there was the um, there was the uh, the. Um, uh, the, when they used to swap instruments live, yeah. and Joey would go on the drums, and they do I Am The Man, and Joey would fuck up, and they go, oh, Joey fucked up. Right. And I went to five dates on that tour, and, and fuck me if Joey didn't fuck up at that oh, point every night. That's and nice. Joey fu- and, and Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, so it, it's that manufactured yeah. kind of, yeah. we're having having fun vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, where, versus the Brits kind of, yeah, genuinely having fun and as we were talking about earlier before we switched this thing on that's and the punk's buying into that vibe yeah because the punk's not seeing it like like un- inflexible metal people oh, yeah. going oh we can't we can't have people like having a laugh and enjoy themselves yeah. whereas punk's going no that's fucking cool that's just people not giving a shit well, municipal waste got a really bad uh, sort of reception from a lot of corners didn't they because they bec- exactly because they were sort of seen as too fun which I yeah yeah it was like yeah, yeah. that's I mean, I mean, the first it's interesting because I saw when I first read about them, I thought that looks like cosplay. That looks like they've they've put on the denim, you know, the patch jackets as you know as a costume. And then I saw them supporting Sick of It All, who I think are you know level pegging with anyone as, as the best band, best live band in the world. Um, just on a total sidetrack, and yeah. we'll come back to this. Yeah. Have you heard the new Agnostic Front album? No. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of Agnostic Front, apart from Cause for Alarm. Oh, well. Okay. Prepare to enjoy. Alright, great. 28 minutes. Yeah. Sweet. I've seen them a couple of times. But I don't really, I don't really like them as people. Uh, not very likable, that's no. why. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, probably, that's probably why, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and, uh, yeah and there's a hint of that in the lyrics of the album. Um, well, uh, Pete, Pete still yeah. wrote some stuff on Cause for Alarm, didn't he? In, that, in yeah. his tongue in cheek, right wing way. Well, yeah, but he did, he wrote two albums with Carnivore that were um, that yes. were kind of like pretty fucking heavy. Yeah, he was going to join the army, you know. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, I... I, 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 I was it that, or is he... No, no, it wasn't. He was going to join the police. He was going to join the NYPD. He was planning on joining the NYPD. And that, and that doesn't surprise me, because um, there, there, there were... There is, there is things in his early career before he found typo negative where yeah. you go like he's, he's, he's all over the place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, I mean you know he goes from like writing stuff in Calls for Alarm to, to the first Carnivore album which is like sort of I don't know it's fucking Man of War meets Nazis yeah, in the yeah, basement yeah. sort of <laughs> hardcore <laughs> do you know so, what I mean so here's uh, let's play so you know Six Degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon oh uh, yeah right okay let's play Six Degrees of Dan Milker right. oh well well hello so <laughs> toured with him yeah so there's, there's, but, uh, but you need to have been in bands with people that have been in bands with him so right is it G that's, that was in um, your guitarist your, that left for uh, uh, Cathedral Gaz Gaz yeah so he has been in um, so Cathedral was with the bloke from Repulsion you can't remember his name well, was, that Cathedral did have a, a bit of a revolving door for a while there. Right. On members, so, so. so there must have been someone that's in Cathedral that's been in a band with Dan Milker, because he's been in a band with absolutely everyone. Um, because so he's been in, so he was in Anthrax? Yes. Was he in Anthrax? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, he was yeah. in... Um, he, gets a, he gets a big thank you from Scott Ian in the uh, forward of Scott Ian's biography, where he says, there'd be no Anthrax without Dan Milker. Well, I mean, there'd be a, I mean, he's an incredibly, incredibly... Uh, Prolific guy, isn't it? So in Anthrax, he's a nuclear assault. He was in what? What grind band was he in? He's in um oh um ah the one with the brutal truth. Yes, the brutal truth. He's in. He's been like eight different, like significant bands. Really odd stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stormtroopers of Death. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Stormtroopers of Death. With, yeah. That's what made me think of. Right, we I need we need we need to do research for this, but we will. No, but the the, the beauty of this yeah. is that we we've probably we've probably named and remembered more than Dan can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I had a chat with Jean uh, Jean Jean a few weeks ago. Right. And um and uh, Dan completely blanked them all last time he saw them and didn't know who they were. Wow. Yeah, yeah and he was Ron's best mate. He accidentally killed Ron's ferret. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> At that point, I just wanted to say, "Oh, hang on, Gene, can you uh, just roll that story?" Out? <laughs> but he was on a roll, so I couldn't. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, he's. He, I mean, he, when I knew him, he was, he was smoking a shit ton of weed, and, and oh, I right. think it's just, it's just taking his toll over the years. But, um, it is. But I was, think, he, was he a terrorizer? I don't think he was. No, because I've had a couple of certainly not on the record. Anyway, look, anyway, sorry, look, yes. look, look, he's dead to me because he's put his acid rain shirts on eBay. Did he? <laughs> Along with everything else, he's put, he put did you not see? He's so, no. he, put, he literally put his heavy metal life. life on eBay. And that, because you know he retired. Yeah. And, and he's just doing this last nuclear assault thing. Right. Um, and, and yeah, he basically put his whole heavy metal life on, um, on eBay. Right. Why, did, why did he retire? He's had enough. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. If you've done your tour of duty, yeah. Can I just? Can we just shut the door a second? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that that door keeps slamming. Is going to. Um, I always get shit for this. Sorry, guys. I always get shit for this from people because they always go like, "Oh fucking hell!" Rock star, someone. Hey, look at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's you trying to leave the door open. 
So what we're talking about before we did six degrees of tan- Yeah, I, there was a tangent where you said sick of it all, easily one of the best bands ever. Oh yeah, so so yeah, we've that's right. We've got it, we've got it. So I've seen sick of it all maybe twenty times. Um and they you know, they're consistently one of the most enjoyable bands I've ever seen. But the first time I was, that's right, the first time I read about Nunez Four Ways, I kinda of went, I'm, I'm not sure it looks a bit like they're trying too hard. Um, it looks like cosplay, it looks like they're dressing like it's the eighties. Yeah. And then I saw them because I was supposed to see and I went, oh, okay, this is incredible. And like the refs are amazing and it's just huge amount of fun. And then I saw them headlining with Toxic Holocaust supporting and I went, Oh right. right. Yeah, no that yeah, that that there. Yeah, Toxic Holocaust. Oh so good. Um but and so uh, so so did that make you think, oh hang on, that's that's kind of that, that they weren't as genuine as you had thought. No, 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 no. Or... Just, just that, that, just that there's someone that someone doing, doing a, 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 you know, a thrash revival thing that's that much better. Well, you know who we've left out of this that completely ruins uh, both our theory about humour and, and right. the Western. Go on, tankard. They're, uh, ger- they're German. <laughs> <laughs> Whisper it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ah, yes. That's the, very true. The German humorous heavy metal band and, and uh, valid. Yeah. yeah, they're part of the Teutonic Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. people out there who fucking, you know, shit for tankards, you yeah. know, when they, when they come out. Um, but look, there's something... That I, In fact, Sodom. Sodom. Yeah. Yeah, Sodom. Sodom have got something called Jabba the Hutt. I mean, that can't be... <laughs> yeah, but they're not particularly... The saw is yeah, the law. Yeah, but they're not particularly funny. But, no, no, no. But but I think humorous, and I think they're not... I think there's, there's, a, there's a tongue-in-cheek in, in yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. The, yeah, but the trouble is, when Germans do tongue-in-cheek, you don't know... Unless they tell you, <laughs> it's true. We are doing tongue in cheek when now. I first, when, yeah. I first, when I first got the, the, the compilation, I did go. Is this? Are they? Is this? It's like yeah. the first time I heard I, I read the lyrics for a for sarcophago. I kind of went, "Is this?" And at the time, I didn't like it because I thought it was really silly. But now I like the complete lack of sense of humour about because I I didn't really yeah. get black metal when I first heard them, and I'm just this is hilarious. These you know really bad mistranslations. Um, uh, um, uh, if you are a false don't entry, is their classic line. Brilliant. Because they just, because they just word for word, they've just got a dictionary, like you know, like Simple Jury used to do. But then Scott Burns went, uh, actually, lads. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, sorry, it's pronounced mass hypnosis. Mass hypnosis. Uh, yes, mass hypnosis. Yeah. Um, there, there was something um, that stuck in my mind from when we were um, hanging out a couple of years ago, and I think it was when we were. You see, this is the problem when you shut the door, isn't it? People start knocking on it. Yes! Oh. <laughs> come in. We'd have an interview, so uh, do come in. Hello. This is Good to meet you. In you come. Hello. Hello. This is Howard. This is Tom. Hello. Hi. 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 Sean is my drummer. I'm playing the role Hello. of interviewer. Okay, Hello, Sean. Hi. 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 You can all join in. Right. Wait a little bit of room. There we go. We can all fit in. Yes, there we go. Um, Marvellous. So, um... So look, the question I wanted to, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, I remembered this, and it was you saying to me, do you like Pantera? Yes. And I said, and I said yes, and you said, because that was a, that was a kind of like a cut-off point for you, um, for, like, because basically you'd met people who were like into thrash, and they liked the thrash, and all, but then they, they kind of, 
they zoned out at Pantera and they drawn the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an interesting. Well, whereas I, I mean, I, I'm full on. I mean, I, I went. You know, I like Pantera and I, I, I like yeah. Corn for fuck's sake. It's, but it's, it's, it's exactly because they got big at a point where you were totally in, totally in, like you know, nuts deep in it. And yeah. so, so there's a lot of people who were, who were, you know, that bit older than me. Who, when they came out, sort of, went, you know, this is, this is awful. This is mainstream. This is rubbish. But I think they're the. I, I mean, you know. The, the, the wonderful interview with Fred, Fred Anselmo from years and years ago where he says he's talking about Fabian Driven coming out and he says uh, um, when, when people hear the next record they're going to say what is wrong with them <laughs> that is an amazing approach to writing a record and they yeah. just you know they try to I mean their last record obviously is <laughs> utter shit but um, uh, but up, up until that, the great song of Tremkill, it's a hugely underrated record. Right. And they just tried to get heavier and heavier and ever. You know, bear in mind, their old days, when they were, you know, full-on oh, sleazy, yeah. sleazy LA glam rock. But they... Well, Ron, Ron, from, um, Ron from Dark Angel, who I hung out with back in the day, he used to, um, he, he used to talk about Phil all the time, saying right. he's buddy. And... Um, and he said, um, he said, oh, he's like, he's a, he's, he's a, he's, you know, he's a great guy. Um, and, uh, I, I, do you know what? I was just about to tell a story that I really shouldn't commit to. Um, okay. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll write that down. Yes. <laughs> and, and dear, dear listeners, I'm fucking so sorry for doing that. I've done it again. I do just like when, you know, if we ever bump I'll, into I'll, each other, I'll, t- I'll tell you one about, uh, the crush told me about James Hetfield. So. Right. Okay. Right, we're writing this. You're yeah, writing them yeah, down yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, write that one down. Um, so this is the set list for conversation. So I'm, after we've finished recording. So I'm going to help Crush write. <laughs> I'm going to help Crush write an Edinburgh show. Oh really? Yeah. Oh awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll try and get some money out of it, but you know, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't got much. <laughs> I might take it in backstage passes. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, because really? he's, he's got some incredible stories. Oh, he's, a, he's a walking fucking heavy metal dictionary. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so, yeah, we're, so we're, anyway, we're talking about, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Pantera. Pantera. Yeah, but, you so, know. Because uh, you, 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 you said to me that, like, yeah, you were asking me because you wanted to, you were kind of testing the waters, like, because it right, was, what kind of stuff do you like? Yeah, and I think, yeah. I think they're, an interest, they're, they're an interesting test case. I think. Yes. Um, I also think it was the beginning of the end for. Um, no, for um, heavy metal in production terms, I think they they along with um, I think Far Beyond Driven mm. along with um, um, no Fear Factories um, D-manufacture. D-manufacture set the standard for what we now have, which is overproduced trigger drums, gridded drums, brutal to D-manufacture. It sounds like that on purpose. Yes, absolutely, totally and agree. And the, totally and the agree. clean vocal, heavy vocal, and it suits their their brilliantly Terminator Two based vision of the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which so, which so they, uh, just, they just reinvented. Have you ever seen yeah. a film called Terminator Two? I think you'd really love it. Yeah, um, yeah. But they, they painted themselves into a corner, really, didn't they? With, with their with their with their concept. But yeah, but yeah absolutely. I, to- yeah, I totally yeah. agree. And I and I am fully into <laughs> extremely organic sounding. I mean, you know, I had, a, I had a drunken argument with the bloke that was working in the pub we were in last night. Was I was I cunt? Jesus, or was I standing on the ground? About what? Do you remember that guy who put on some music that was just like... That yeah, really I don't know if he was there, I was there for... Like, I sent I you, you getting a little you bit... You tell his story, I'm going to go for a piss, but I'll keep recording. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, right. basically, yeah, so basically, dear listener, we did the history of heavy metal last night in, in Manchester, and... Uh, <laughs> Ollie's just realised that the, uh, the recording was on. So my, my band are, are here, and um, you're part of the band. 
So yeah, I there was there was a, there was a bloke working in the pub that we were staying in, staying in the pub, rock and roll, and um, and he just put on some really rock like an show. old fashioned like a tavern, like yes, yeah, yeah. Do you have rules? Like, no, we can only do your simple meal, sir. <laughs> yeah, bread and cheese. Um, so uh, yes, it was. Yeah, um, and uh, don't fuck my daughter. Um, <laughs> So, uh, anyway, with the Hammer Horror Geeks, sorry. So anyway, uh, each of really rubbish, overproduced, really triggered drum sort of death, death metal. Yeah, death and, it was, it, was, and it, was, it? it was rubbish, and, and I was kind of going, can I put something, can I went to put something up? Went, no, no, let me put this on, and I'm just going, well, no, because it's, it's rubbish. And I, I just, I just, I was, I was quite drunk, and I was just so objectively rubbish. I was being, yes, <laughs> I was just, you know, whether I was being a cunt or whether I was just standing on the ground. Was it a metal being charming? Did you? Was it being charming? Was it? No, but it was a lock-in. Oh, oh, right. I, I sort of sensed. I sensed your growing um, sort of impatience with him. Yeah, a, a little bit. Just no, not no, 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 that not. Yeah, obviously not that. Actually, there's anything to be like annoyed about. It's just different opinions and stuff. But I kind of at one point I was just like, so actually, I, <laughs> I started chatting to him, thinking I can maybe sell a guitar to this guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying yeah. to get rid of. But I was thinking that's the one easier to listen to. I was like. No, but he was. That's the thing. Cause he was doing like this really, really pathetic. Oh, all your stuff's just old fashioned, and the new stuff's better. It was always you know, a cartoon sketch of like. Oh, it was, oh, right, okay. oh yeah, I'm back. By the way, you know, um, great piss. You know, Thank you very much. No, yeah, no worries. I was, you know, I was, I was trying to sell this dismember to these guys who don't be aren't familiar with them, um, yeah. and uh, and who's oh, like old fashioned stuff, and then, you know the new stuff's better, and you know, I bet you, I mean, mean, got like a seven string guitar. Like, like, you're a cock. Yeah, no, he, 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 he said something like, he said, just having that seventh string gives you just an extra element of brutality. And I was like, that's what you do with it anyway, it doesn't matter. You can yeah. be very brutal with seventh string. Listen, yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. the first, first uh, listen to Repulsion and tell me you need a seventh string. Fucking Vector, tune up to F. Yeah. But, but again, but again <laughs> it's, all it is, is just, it, it's just... The, the the changing generations, isn't it? He'll be an old man once. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and there'll be some dickhead telling him, eight string, bro. Yeah, yeah. You ain't but nothing if you don't pay an eight string. I also think, though, as you get into your into your sort of late 20s and 30s, you you start really widening your musical taste anyway. So they're defining everyone. Yeah, yeah. But it happens yeah. to everyone, and you kind of go, right, the stuff that I listened to when I was a teenager is, is still kind of cool. You know, for me, it's that... Like talking about the show, Machine Head, Pantera, Fear Factory, Slayer, Metallica, that kind of ninety three, yeah. ninety four, yeah. ninety five. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I, you know, and I thought I thought Napalm Death were kind of deeply uncool and a bit sad because they, you know, because they kind of were in the nineties. Barney has, you know, they, you know, <laughs> some, yeah, they've got some fluffy hair. Um, but then I kind of went. Oh no! I see. This is right again. Okay, now this is real and right. The stuff I'm looking into. But, is but that's what, by what, what I love about that is the band, bands who just fucking just keep going, like Napalm Death, who I'm not particularly a fan of. But I'm a, I, I'm not a fan of what they do, but I'm a fan of how they've done it. Do you know do what? You know what I mean? Which oh, is just okay. relentless. Which is their, and, and their quality, that the level at which they're still writing is yeah. incredible. But the reason for that, everyone tells me. The reason for that, and this is this is a pet theory of mine. The reason for that is because they are all totally plugged into the metal underground. Yeah. They're all huge record collectors. They all yeah. play loads of other bands, and, and every band I loved in the nineties went shit. And the reason they went shit is because they detached from the underground. Sepultura stopped listening. You know, Sepultura stopped listening to death and black metal and and old hardcore and you know stuff like that, and started listening to Corn and Deftones and Slipknot. And when you know they, they haven't put out a good record since Roots, in my opinion. 
I think, you know, it's... it's. Well, I'd I, I have to agree with you there, whether or not it's for the same reasons, I, I, I don't know, but I, no, I do, I do agree with you there, I mean, I think... Something about it, detaching from the underground, and it's only Metallica, you know? When Meta- Me- Meta- yeah, but, when yeah, but helicopters and three houses make you detach from the underground. Yeah, oh yeah, totally, but, but you, don't, you can still buy the records... If they yeah. wanted to, but they don't, but they're not into it, which is which is fine, and they are what they are. They're a business. It's a brand. Not a particularly successful one. Well, they're very recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, but then but then that makes me quite like them because they've they've used their money to do stuff they want to do. Well, well the thing is, it, it, it's very popular to, to to piss on Metallica and um, and say like, oh no, you know, um, it, you know what they're, they're yeah they they're past their time and all the rest of it. But I, I totally agree. I think the um, have you seen Through the Never? No. Right. Um, it's really good. Is it? Yeah. Tilly what? Seriously. Tilly what? Yeah. Right. Oh, that, no. that, is, that is that is overdubbed to fuck. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's oh. hilarious. Oh yeah. It's oh. hilarious. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Because I, I looked. I looked. I looked you another story. I looked up the the intro lit to one on it and just went no. Oh, it sounds like the record. He's not really playing that. Um, uh, yeah. No. I, it is obviously, but. The fact that they put all the money in it because yeah. they didn't want to be beholden to a studio. Yeah, yeah, that they yeah. They risked yeah. it out. Cool, that, and, and fuck me, did they go out there and promote it? You yeah, know, flying yeah, yeah. around all the world. I mean, I, I was I was listening to you know I, I'm a fan of the Nerdist podcast, right. right? And they popped up on that. It's like fucking hell, wow. Um, yeah, you know why not? Who else? Out there in the metal world, could go. Hey, we're going to make a fucking three D movie. <laughs> yeah, Anybody yeah, want to finance it? Yeah. No, yeah. fuck you. Then. Yeah, that's right. We'll do it we've ourselves. Got, like, we've only looked down the back of the sofa. We've got a few. Yeah, I mean, a few like, quid knocking about. Anyone, any other metal band would have to go, even if they could find somebody who'd be remotely interested in that. We'll go. Yeah. Well, yes, but it, you know, we're going to want. You need to sell it. To yeah, us. we want yeah. final cut. On yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I kind of like that. Mm. Um, but well, yeah, when you, yeah. when you see the show, you'll hear. I am I am an unashamed Metallica fan, and yeah, I, I think am. I think they've paid their dues with those first three albums. It doesn't matter what they do now, they, they you know. But so again, going back to the it's, it's the thing about detaching from the underground. It's why yes, Pantera, yeah. could, you know, it's why Pantera were consistently good up until that last record, but that was recorded in very weird circumstances. But you know, Sepultura went shit. Fear Factory just backed themselves into a corner. I don't think they've done a decent record. Oh no, since no, no. Well, I, well I, I, to be honest, I thought they backed themselves into a corner with D Manufacturing. Yeah, 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 they did. But then, yeah. what they should on the next record should have been something completely different. But they did expanded on what they were, what they their palette. You know? <laughs> yeah, but they did the album Partridge, didn't they? People liked that. Yes. Let's have some more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you say about regional detectives? I'd say yeah. there's too many of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, by then people like them. Let's have some more. Um, I'm going to shock you now. I love wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's very true. But, you know. Yeah. If only they'd gone on to make monkey tennis. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. And, you know, the thing I really like about Metallica is that, you know, Load and Reload were... I wish they still made music like that because it's much better. I agree. Certainly much well, better, better than Death Magnetic. I think it's so it. boring. When was the last time you listened to it? Uh, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It came out and everyone went, "Oh, it sounds like Metallica. Great, it's good." And then and there's no, 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 no. It's Metallica flavored, there's, but it's not a great Metallica there, record. There's a section in All Nightmare Long where where you're going, "Wow, this could be on Justice for All." Yeah. Um, and, and, and particularly it has since they keep repeating riffs and yeah. it, it, it has its moments but I um, I, I think um, it's a, it's an album it's, made by billionaires who are trying to sound like something that it doesn't and, come from the natural and got another billionaire to come yeah. in and tell them what yeah. to do yeah. what yeah. they should have done was 
gone in. I think they should have gone with with a Colin Richardson, with an Andy Sneap or someone Andy like that, Sneap would have been and, and, and gone away and worked with them for a year, and then and then put out a put out an album that's not brick walled and that would have sounded fucking amazing and blown in people. Gary says revisited sounds better than, than yeah. Oh, <laughs> than well, well, than most than things. Yeah, let's face it. Drumming on that's so good. Yeah, I know. I wonder who they got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, um, yeah, so I did. One of my theories is, you know, bands go bands go rubbish when they detach from the underground. The other theory I have is that bands bands peak when they're at a turning point or at a transition period. And the two examples I use for this is Chaos AD by Sepultura. Yeah. Because on that, they've like they've done they've done black metal, they've done death metal, they've done thrash, yeah. and then they then they introduce their like killing joke. Uh, new model army influences, yes. and it turns yeah. into this really odd, interesting record. Yeah. And then after that, they found that sound of roots, and they've pretty much done that that type of new metal influence kind of sound since then. So yeah, um, th- and there's a uh, uh, until your heart stops by Caven, who are an American hardcore band who went terrible. They li- they probably sold out and just stopped making good music, but but they they were a very heavy hardcore band, metallic kind of hardcore band. Um, and then after that record, they went into like space rock. There's an album called Jupiter that's brilliant and beautiful, really melodic. But on that record, while they were making it, um, it was um, it was produced by Kurt Ballou from Converge, and, uh, and I interviewed him, and he said when they were making it, they had already decided to leave the heavy sound behind. So it's like wow. they're going, they're, so they're passing through it. Yeah. So it's much. It's got lots of really interesting, odd influences, and there's you know I, I should I should uh, there's probably a book on that on. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Rain of Blood. They, arguably, that's when they found their sound and they moved yes. through it and never quite recaptured that furious. Well, there's that. There's that period. There's that period of of um, 1986. Uh, Rain of Blood. Yeah. Seasons in the Abyss. Um, South, uh, South of Heaven. Heaven. Those three. Um, and, and and I also say Hell Awaits, which I fucking love. Oh, I don't listen to Show No Mercy really. I listen to Show No Mercy all the time. Right, okay. I like, I, but I like that new wave of British heavy metal influence sound. And... Oh, I, I loved it at the time, but I, mo- I, I moved on very quickly. But, right, right, but, those, right. but those four albums. I now I would argue that Divine Intervention is massively underrated. Uh, no, I I'd argue it's their worst album. Well, oh no, Diablos and Musica. No, no, I I actually think Diablos and Musica has some a saving grace. I think for me the problem with um, Divine Intervention is it's it's an overt reaction to Lombardo leaving and it sounds like Kerry King riffing and it's a bit of a drum clinic and it's it's it, there's is a lack of songs. I see, it, lack of songs, I see what you a mean. lack of a cohesive unit. I can see what you mean and it's it's got that weird time signature stuff. It has some it has its moments. But it's, but it's so heavy. It's. I mean, the song "Divine Intervention." The, uh, Tom's vocals on it are just, you know, it has its moments. But I couldn't help but yeah, find it yeah, disappointing. Yeah. And also, I think the other thing that holds it back is the fact that it didn't sound as good as the previous three albums. The, the actually sonically, yeah, yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah. sound as good. It seemed to have this kind of like almost muddy quality. And you, you, you'd come to expect Slayer to be at the cutting edge of yeah. how your fucking metal was going to sound. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain and Blood just fucking redefined so when, the sound. So when Rain and Blood came out, when yeah. you first got it home, mm-hmm. what, what, how did that feel like? What was the I, first thing? The first thing I noticed was that it was cut so loud that I had to put a 2P on top of the um, arm of the... Stop the needle, to, jumping, to stop out the needle jumping out the grooves. That's amazing. I ruined two copies... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And, the, and bear in mind, right, this is back in the 80s, there were 20 quid a pop yeah. for these albums. Wow. They cost you 20 quid now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. this isn't cheap because they were only available on import. Right. So yeah, because they they fucked up, didn't they? They toured it here before it was available here. Well, they well they didn't, they didn't fuck up. They they toured here before it was available here because nobody would release it. London Records. That's right, because of the outfits thing. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. London... This is the thing about about oral history is I've got this notion. I knew that they played here without doing that, and I couldn't remember quite what it was. And so yeah. you need to. They fact couldn't check. get they couldn't get a release. London Records released it eventually, but they didn't release it until after they'd um, they'd already toured it over here. Yeah, right. I, I saw uh, Manchester Apollo on the Rain and Blood tour, Fuck um, and that was just fucking amazing. Was it brutal? Was it brutal? Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what was even more brutal. The weird thing is. Um, Sorry, I'm eating my dinner. <laughs> um, what was almost as uh, even more brutal than Slayer was the treatment that Malice, the support band, got. Yeah, right. Because Malice were kind of like this sort of. Um, they, they were being peddled by a major label. As, well, I don't know. I haven't even heard of them. They sound glammy. No, they, they were being they were being peddled as like the next Judas Priest. Okay. Right, and it was and 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 it's kind of like. Nobody was aware we needed another They were basically the answer to a question that no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, and they just got rained in spit. They right. ju- I mean it was, it was like rain in spit. They just got absolutely soaked. Wow. Um but Slayer were fucking awesome, yeah. They were it was just I mean, we'd seen a couple of clips on TV late at night, videoed a few bits, but then to see them in the flesh at doing point, what they at that do. Point, I first saw them on when they were touring um, uh, 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 Undisputed Attitude. Ah, a, a fucking great tour. Um, and they had John, Gemini. John what Death. Yeah, that's a really song. good song. That's just fucking that's the underrated song yeah, in Slayer's yeah, 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 yeah. entire fucking history. John Death awesome. on drums. That was quite. He, he joined them again, didn't he, briefly, recently? Um, well, you saw him with John Depp on Undisputed Attitude? Yeah. So, yeah. Over here? Yeah. At the Forum. Well, I saw him on the Undisputed Attitude tour, and then I saw him at Brixton Academy, and well, it was. And, and it was. What staff on drums? Because we were. It's. it's oh, no, or was it? Uh, did, did Machine Head support? No. Right, I'm sorry, I've got confused. I've got confused with the that's Divine Intervention the tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. because we all stood there on the Divine Intervention tour, going, right, okay, is he going to be able to yeah, play Lombardo yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff? Right, 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 and right, right, we came right. away going, uh, the answer is yes, and, and he plays it better than Lombardo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but from a technical point of view, yeah, yeah, yeah. technically yes, but with not as much feel. Yeah. Let's not get into that. When did you first see Sepultura? Um, uh, I was. I, Ashamedly, a little bit late to the party. Right. First time I saw them was they did two tours for Roots. They did a club tour. Yes. LA two. Yeah. Were you at that? Yes. Oh, I t- like I had to. Yeah. I, I I got parental permission to go to a gig on a school night. It was midweek, wasn't it? Yeah. And um and uh, and, and it was nineteen ninety six. It was hot as fuck. Yeah. Um, Andreas Andreas was wearing an England shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I interviewed Igor just before Christmas. Oh well. And we talked about that gig. He'd heard of Acid Rain, how fucking mad is that? He lived around the corner from me, he doesn't yes, walk apart. Yes, that's right, yeah. Well, we, well, we were talking about it, because I was, I was saying to him, have you ever been, down, have you ever been downstairs to the King's Head? Right. What, what's that? I was like, dude, I'm <laughs> you know, But we talked football for about like half an hour, because yeah, he's a big yeah. Arsenal fan. But um, 
But I, yeah, I, I mentioned that gig to him, and he was like, and he remembered all about it. He was like, oh yeah, it was hot as fuck, but it was awesome. It was like really impressive, and oh, and do you know what? That that was such an awesome venue under fucking ground. It was amazing. And it was then, amazing. and then and then there was there. That was that was amazing. Oh, yeah. That's um, L- and that's LA two. Yeah. And then of course that brings us on to um, the the Astoria. Oh. My first metal show was in the Astoria. It's Fear Factory. Fear Factory ninety five. It's just fucking horrible. For um, for those of you listening, the London Astoria was a fucking legendary venue. Hendrix um, played there apparently. Nirvana played there. Acid Rain played there. Acid Rain played there. Let's <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Hendrix Nirvana. Acid Rain. Yeah, well, I. I welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. very mean them, but I'm going to um, <laughs> Welcome to my ego. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so. No, I, my, I saw Jello by Afra there oh, in the man. early days of doing his uh, of doing his spoken, spoken word, word stuff, word. and 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 like he was saying, he was he was doing all the broken. St- down stuff about like why he's doing this and the fact that he's got no money anymore because the band sued him yeah, and they yeah. won and it was and it all started because he wouldn't let Levi's use Holiday in Cambodia for a commercial and 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 at the end of the gig he was like well thanks for all clapping and cheering about like my stance and all these things but I'm broke and he took his boots off and put them on the stage and asked people to put money in wow and it was like and yeah I know I, I went down there and like you know Stuck a uh, couple of pound notes <laughs> in the. Uh, in the um, well, for those of you listening, if you don't know what a pound note is, fuck you. Um, you're too young. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I, what a venue! What a fucking venue! It was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. But, you know, property developers don't give a shit. Well, it's it's it's. Um, it's bigger than that, isn't it? It's, it's crossrail. It's crossrail, yeah. and the, the largest. Nothing is going to stand in the way of the largest construction project in Europe. And do you know what we really, really needed was a railway line going from the east end of London into the city and into the like what? to the west of London. Do you know what that means, though? Do you know what that means, right? You can get on the crossrail mm. right at Shepherd's Bush, mm-hmm. having just done your shop in a Westfield, right. and you can go all the way across to Stratford. Get off and go to Westfield. Again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking brilliant. It's, it's, it can get you from Westfield to Westfield in twenty minutes. Yeah. That's exactly why it was built. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, it is bullshit. Although it will enable me to get from Tottenham Court Road to uh, to where I live in sixteen minutes, which at the moment takes um, about forty. Okay. But by the same token, so what? Yeah. Do you know what I've given up the story yeah. for? No, absolutely not. It's like I'll I'll give those minutes strange. back. Yeah, so strange. I was looking at um, I saw I saw Slayer there twice. I saw right. them do Rain and Blood all the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, whole yeah I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And do you remember that? Well, they did that, and they came back virtually almost a year to the day they came back and did it again. Yeah. And um, I went to both of those shows. Um, I saw Tool on the Anima tour. There. Me too. Really? Yeah, I was there. Oh, we we've half, been to a lot. Yes, we've been yeah. half blue. We've and, been uh, in the same room a lot of times. Yes, we have, haven't we? And um, were you, and were you at Sepultura, Brixton Academy '96, last one on the match? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was. I, oh, I, ashamedly, I was upstairs for that one. Yeah, I was at the front. Pictures, picture of me in Terrorizer in the review. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can't go that, can you? You can't go that. And then, yeah, and then, then they fucked it up. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to have to. 
Yeah, you are going to have to get your shit together, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> What are we doing here again? Yeah, yeah. It's great to see you. Like, is it your round? No, it's my round. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I must tell you, the last time we had a long chat, you were telling me how, how much you, you like Rammstein. So, I guess, yes. for Crusher, I did a very strange gig um, called the Tribute to Legends of Rock. And it's a festival in Great Yarmouth in a caravan park and it's predominantly covers bands. And, at one, and it's like an alternate universe. At one point, I walked from a room that had a Glaswegian Rammstein into a room that had a Greek Saxon. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, awesome! Uh, this, is, this is so strange. Yeah, it was very... And I was, was comparing one of the stages. Um, there was State of Quo. There was Hell, <laughs> hell Bent for Priest. It was... Um, yeah, there was who, Who's gorgeous. Next who were really, really good. And the good ones, your, your brain operates in this very strange, between two poles of... You're partly kind of suspending your disbelief and watching it as though it's the real band, but partly going, oh, he's good at that. Oh, that's an interesting way of doing it. <laughs> but every time, all of them, every time they went off piste, they, they, you, you saw that they don't have the talent the bands they're, they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, um, yeah, yeah. And that, well, that is the thing about tribute bands. You yeah, know, yeah. That's, that is all you are. It is a tribute, it's not a copy. No. You know, it's, it is a fucking tribute. But it was, you know, there's a few of them were just really good fun and nice blokes. And you know, going back, go back to that whole Ramstein thing, have you heard any of the the Lounge Kittens yet? Yes. Have you heard their Have you heard their Ramstein melody? It fully, full on in German. Fantastic. Oh, it's I um, you're this is kind of like a cabaret episode of, of the podcast because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done I've done like all sorts of like thrash and all the rest of it and obviously Gene was on a couple of months ago and last week was Carl from COC and all the rest yeah. of it this month is you the lounge kittens nice. and, um, and and a guy who runs Brutal Thrash Assault which is a, a thrash blog mm-hmm. and a huge website and, uh, and I interviewed him because I'd heard that he flew from New York to see the full thrash assault and he flew from New York and the full thrash assault was in Wakefield so I wanted to speak to somebody right, <laughs> who, would, who would who would fly from New York to Wakefield. Wow. Yeah, because uh, yeah, exactly. But um, so yeah, you're yeah yeah you're on with them. But um, uh, yeah, their 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 uh, their whole um, their whole Ramstein thing is fucking insane. Have you heard the Mendel Rock the Blade for Nothing's version of Silent Night? No, I haven't. Stealer Nacht. <laughs> no, oh, I'm pretty, yeah, it's, it's on YouTube. Oh, oh right, okay. I'm Stealer Nacht. Party Nacht. Yeah, well, look, um, uh, let's do this. Let's do this as a regular thing. Well, I'll, I'll get you back on Absolutely. as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah we'll do. Um, we'll we'll do. Um, you know, either. The, the, I, I wish we kind of done this earlier because we could have done. We could have like got the word out about your dates. And oh, that's. Okay. But it's fucking sold out anyway. So no, no, this is no. That was you. You were getting confused. That oh, was, was I that still was the mental not confused. Was nothing still getting have. confused? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we well, sold fuck all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do, you what, do you know what? Do you know what our agent was saying that? Um, uh, Basically, every time she puts a band in here, like a thrash band, sells shit. She can put them in the underworld and it'll sell out, and, and you put them in here and it'll be half full because people do not want to go to a nice place. That's really interesting. They don't want it, they do not want it. I, I bet you if you'd done the underworld, this would be fucking rammed. Maybe I'll do the underworld next time. Yeah. Yeah, but she said. Hot tips. She, yeah, well, you know, I'm just passing it on. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not claiming to have the knowledge. <laughs> I'm just claiming to know somebody who is knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's on, a pleasure, man. lovely. Yeah, thanks, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So, uh, there you go. That was pretty fucking cool, wasn't it? Hey, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, it was a really fucking excellent hanging out with uh, with Andrew. And as I said, the the, the show is just, um, yeah, superb. Absolutely superb. 
Um, and yeah, it turns out it turns out we've been <laughs> hanging out. We've been to a lot of the same gigs, and um, uh, it's. Um, I, I just keep coming back to what an awesome show it is, but you really do have to check it out, guys. You really do. Um, and and we are now, um, uh, yeah, we are now kind of winding down, winding down. It's coming to the end of the podcast, and um, uh, unfortunately for you guys, I am going to. Um, uh, yeah, I've got some. <laughs> I got some more stuff about me. <laughs> um, uh, in all seriousness. Um, when the acid rain news broke, um, uh, and, all, and all that, all that, all that, um, yeah, when when it broke, um, I received a, 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 well, just a huge amount of um, Facebook requests, Facebook friends requests, right? Um, and, you know, I, I just want to say, if there is anybody out there who has sent me a Facebook request, a friend request... This is how it goes, right? I'm kind of old school, as you know. But the way I look at it is, um, I only accept your friend on uh, your request on Facebook if we are fucking friends, okay? I am not going to friend you on Facebook if we've never met, if we've if we've kind of like spoken when I was in Acid Rain back 20-odd years ago. That's not how it works. Just because I'm in Acid Rain doesn't mean I'm going to accept your Facebook friends request. I've got Keith Platt there. If you want to go and become friends with Keith Platt, that's absolutely fine, and you want to message me there. But, uh, you know, Facebook is, I know, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm old-fashioned. I'm not running a popularity contest on there. I'm not trying to gain maximum numbers. That's not the way to do it, okay? So so a really good way of judging if I'm going to accept your request on Facebook is if we've met, if we know each other, if we walked up to each... If you walk past me in the street and I would... And I, and, and I, oh, hello. All right, mate. How are you? Then, then yes. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of fucking friend requests... Um, it was quite amusing from like the people I've never ever met, but because they might be friends with other people in the band or stuff like that, it's just like, well, I, that's just not how I do Facebook. Okay, that's not how I roll. If you don't know me, then you don't know me. Um, anyway, um, I, I, yeah, that was a bunch of shit. I don't know why I was bothering with any of that, but yeah, it, I, in fact, that just made me out to be a complete arsehole, didn't it? Um, Nice work, Howard. Yeah, like the previous two and a half hours, I haven't done that anyway. Um, look, when it comes to Facebook, I'm just a bit of a dick, okay? I'm, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I've got my ways and I like my ways. So sorry, if I didn't, if, if I'm not accepting your friend's request, don't just keep sending it, okay? It's not going to be a yes anytime soon. Until we meet. If we meet, if I bump onto you, bump out into you, bump onto you, bump out into you, fucking speak, you cunt! If I bump, oh, deep breath. Um, okay, here we go. If I bump into you out on the road, be it comedy or music, then sure, send me a request. I'm sure we will be friends on Facebook. Okay, there we go. I managed to get to the end of the sentence. Awesome. Um, it's been a really cool comedy month as well. Um, I, it suddenly occurred to me the other day, I hardly ever talk about my comedy on here, and I know it's metal, but I am, you know, I'm doing the comedy thing all the time, and, um... Had uh, had a couple of um, had my worst ever show. Uh, that was interesting. Security holding two guys back, trying to get at me on stage, whilst one of their mates stood behind them, um, uh, 
sliding his finger across his throat in a I'm going to slit your throat after the gig motion. So, yeah, that that went well. Um, shit happens sometimes, you know, when you, it's in a hotel and there's Hindus and all sorts. Um, and then two shows later, I had my first ever standing ovation, which, I mean, that's comedy right in a fucking nutshell for you there. Worst gig ever, two gigs later, first ever standing ovation. That is nuts. Um, and I'd also like to thank everybody who came out to the Brighton Fringe Festival. Um, I was there a few nights um, doing Pick of the Fringe. Thank you very much to everyone who came. It was awesome. And if you do see me um, or Keith on a bill near you, then please do come along and say hello. I am going to be um, uh, hosting, as Keith Platt, I am hosting the full um, uh, the full Thrash Festival in Wakefield at the Snooty Fox in 2016. So uh, put that's a date in your diaries for about a year's time. Um, but all that's left to say is thank you, um, as I always do, and I mean it. You most, you know, I mean it. I most mean it most sincerely, folks. This comes from the bottom of my heart, from the bottle, bottle, from the bottom of my bollocks, from the very bottle, the very bottom. <laughs> of my metal bollocks. Um, I really mean it. I genuinely do. Thank you very, very much for listening. Really appreciate it. There's loads of you tuning in. Oh, I can't believe I just fucking did that. I cannot believe that I just did the whole fucking tuning in thing. I am just a couple of minutes away from the end of the podcast and I've gone and fucking said tuning in. And I've let myself down. I've, I've let you down. I've let me down. I've let us all down. What a twat. I am so fucking sick of saying tuning in, honestly. Um, anyway, look, seriously, guys, thank you so much. I really, really, really genuinely appreciate it. If you want to catch us up, uh, catch up with us on Twitter, it's at Talking Bollocks, but with a Z on the end, not an S. Find us on Facebook. Um, we're fucking everywhere. But ultimately, if you want to interact, feel free to interact. It'd be great. If you don't, then don't. And just one last thing. Yes, Lars, we get it. The Metallica album isn't going to be ready anytime soon. For fuck's sake, we get it. We fucking get it. So anyway, um, seriously, thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. It's It, it, it just never fails to amaze me. It really doesn't. Um, and I'm all about supporting bands on here. Um, whenever I can, I want to support up-and-coming bands, new bands, bands who, you know, don't give a shit. Um, no, but I do. And um, and a band hit me up on the Facebook page called Paralysis. They're from, uh, they're from New Jersey. Um, and um, uh, I'm going to stall while I get you their contact details. Um, but uh, but in all seriousness, um, uh, you know, they, they got in touch and were like, hey, dude, you know, would you mind, you know, it'd be great if you uh, have a listen to this. And if you feel like playing it on the podcast, that'd be great. Um, and I had to listen to it and uh, and I thought yeah that's pretty darn cool so um, this is Paralysis from as I've already said from New Jersey I am fucking stalling here we go here they are on Facebook um, and oh bastard I missed it oh now I've closed the app look it's Paralysis NJ on um, uh, on Facebook as in Paralysis New Jersey I will be posting a link anyway so you'll be able to find them um, thanks again to everybody all of you for tuning in thanks to everybody who's taken part um, this was the comedy comedy and cabaret um, 
uh, edition. There's going to be a special edition of the writers coming up. There's going to be a special edition Acid Rain podcast coming up. And there's going to be the usual thrash will return next month. But like I told you, I wanted to I wanted to this year make things a little bit different and just expand a bit uh, and just do things. Yeah. So so this was a slightly different version. Back in with the bands again next month. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you didn't, fuck you. Broaden your mind. If you did, thank you very much. But even if you didn't listen... I mean, sorry, didn't listen. It's right at the end of the podcast. If you didn't listen, then you're not listening to this, so why am I talking? Um, if you if, if you did enjoy it, great. If you didn't enjoy it, thanks for listening anyway. Thanks for... Thanks for I nearly said it again there. Believe me, I really did. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for streaming. Thank you very much for downloading. Thank you very much. In general, this is paralysis and no turning back. Really?